Welcome, everybody, to We Geek Podcast. Today is June 8th, 2022. My name is is Adam, and as always, joined by my good friend, Logan. Hello. And, dude, how have you been, man? You know, I've I've been. I keep keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Yep, we're all still here. <laughs> it's a good thing. Some, um, somehow, man, I don't, I don't know. Yes, right. <laughs> um, but uh, man, it's been like a, it's been a busy week, dude. Have you done anything fun? Have you watched anything? Play anything? Um, I'm trying to think of what I've been playing, and I can't. Uh, I'm plugging away again at uh, was it uh, at uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I always get oh. the I always get the wording wrong. I keep wanting to call it Fallen Jedi. Yeah. Um, because I played through it when it came out, because it came out on Game Pass a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I played through it on there, and it was, I don't know if it was just free or cheap on PlayStation. I can't remember which. Um, I think it was just cheap. And I was like, all right, I need to get, like, I was I was on a platinum roll, so I was like, I'll work on this. And it's it's been fun. I've actually really enjoyed going back through it, especially with Kenobi going on right now. Yeah, um, it's been fun to see. Like, oh yeah, right, Inquisitors and shit. Yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun. Oh, that's cool. Well, hell yeah, dude. So that's cool. So, uh, hmm, man, I I played maybe about half of that. I started having to going back to certain places, and then I gave up. I need to go it's, back to it. it though. Yeah, the the back and forth gets a gets a little annoying. It does, for sure. Yeah, the Metroidvania of it is kind of, yeah. And I have a feeling that's what the new one's going to be like, too, so I just have that expectation going into it. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah, um, it's the one where it's like, hey, I, I forgot what planet it was. It was one of the first planets you go to, I think, where I was just dreading going back. And I was just like, I don't want to do Because I did all the Wookiee stuff. I, uh, I I forgot how much how far I got in it. But I was just like, oh, I have to go back all the way through that again and like yeah. push those rocks around or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. But yeah, uh, you, and yeah, you can only do it so many times. And they they didn't install enough. Like, hey, when you get to this point, oh, you can open this part now, and you can yes. you can jump all of that. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, it's yeah. EA. What do you want? <laughs> I hope I hope in the new one they do do that where they're like, oh yeah, you've gotten this far, just push this rock over and you can go skip yeah. this next now time. You've, now you've got this power, so on your way out, crack right. this open and hey, you can just come back here next time. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to revisit that too. Yeah, well, that's cool. Anything else? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, oh, okay. I, I keep meaning to watch Morbius. Um, I know I had a chance cause it was out in theaters again in the most hilarious boy. Do they not understand how the internet works that Sony's done in a long time? <laughs> um, oh my God. It, cause first off, nobody went to see it the first time mm-hmm. and it was not particularly well liked. It wasn't like no. hated. It was just not everybody's favorite. Um, mm-hmm. and then the memes started and Sony, in a fit of what the fuck is wrong with you people, said, oh, hey, people are really talking about Morbius. We should put it back out in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I just want to break this down real quick. The, it, it, they did a quick run over this past weekend. On Friday, it opened in a thousand screens. Now, let's assume, mm-hmm. just just because I don't want to break the math down anymore because it's going to be depressing as hell, that – 
each of those screens was just one show. You just had one show on each of those screens on Friday. Mm-hmm. So you had a thousand shows. Mm-hmm. It made $85,000, which means uh-huh. that if according to the math I'm doing, which would have meant that each of those showings made $85 in ticket sales. Average ticket price is what? 11, 12 bucks. That means mm-hmm. that seven or eight people went to each of those shows. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's sad. Hey, we're going to re-release this movie and and a little over half a dozen people show up. Yeah. That's Man, that's pitiful. And just imagine if it's actually oh no, it had, you know, two or three shows each day. Well, then it's even worse. Then it's, you know, three people showed up to every show. Yeah. You know, like that's not even that's not even a, a drunk after seven o'clock crowd. Like that's not mm-hmm. even, you know, a group of five or six guys pile into a car and like we're halfway buzzed. What do we do now? Hey, let's go see Morbius. That'll be fun to watch drunk. Like that's not even that many people. That's right. sad. That is very, very sad. It is time to Morbon. <laughs> Morbon, yeah. Yeah, the the meme died when I saw that Jared Leto put out. That was the end of it, and that. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. I was okay with that because it's like, okay, this has now come full circle. I like when memes have an ending, mm-hmm. and that to me was like, okay, this is this joke is now done. It yeah. wasn't a depressing thing. It was just like, aha, we have we have hit the peak, and it's now this is over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you don't get them that often. You don't get a meme where you can actually have an end point to it. Right. Uh, so, I, like, I actually kind of enjoyed that, uh, but I, I unfortunately <laughs> think they're going to do a sequel. Oh, I know they're going to do a sequel because they still probably haven't learned the lesson. No. Um, but I don't know. It's one of those things. I never, I never saw Morbius. I could see it as maybe a TV show or something, a little bit lower budget, not maybe spending as much money as they do. Yeah, but they've already got Jared Leto. That's not going to be a TV show. That's true. Yeah. Like, I, you know, for for better or worse, he's a movie star. He's going to get movie star pay. Yeah. They're not going to spend that on a TV show. Although, eh, I don't know. I don't know. They get Oscar Isaac, you know, to do uh Yeah, but I, let me, that's true, but kind of, kind of apples and lemons here. Because I mean, I, I mean, yes, Oscar Isaac was a movie star. Yes, he was in Star Wars, for God's sake. I would argue he's a bigger movie star than Jared Leto. I, hmm, I, I, I think he's more popular. I think Jared Leto has the Oscar, of course. I think, um, I think that Jared Leto. Uh, let me say it this way: his filmography I'm, has a little more, at least mainstream accepted prestige. Everybody, I don't know a everybody, single person who goes, oh yes, that new Jared Leto movie, can't wait. He, but Oscar Isaac, I I know people that will that love seeing anything he's in. Yeah, but I think it, 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 you and I are not looking at the the mainstream crowd though. There there is more. There's who's more, excited for Jared Leto ever? There's a lot more name recognition for really? Jared Leto. Yes. Well, a name because he's he's, I, a, he's a crazy. He's got a cult like. The, I don't know. I, I think there's more – I think Jared Leto does a great job making sure that people keep his name in their mouth more than his acting uh, or more than the roles that he takes. I mean he's he's he, he's he led a cult. Like I don't know. I There's nothing about him I think that's remarkable or think, oh, I can't wait to see that movie with him. There's um, – there is the – 
there's the very method acting high profile. There's the phrase I was looking for. High profileness of him. And I'm not saying it's I'm not I'm I'm not I, saying it's good, but I'm saying people are starting to push back against that method acting as well they should. That it's complete asshole on set. There's no excuse for that yeah. at, at this point. Um, I you know I can't imagine, especially over the last couple of years, that lasts too much longer. Um, I hope not. I I really I I would really love to see like that that kind mm-hmm. of the older generation be the last one that actually embraces that. You know I yeah. know we're gonna have still some in this generation who are still method, but I mm-hmm. like that really needs to die out. Like because you have yeah. to. You know, you have to realize that, like, once the director yells cut, you're not that character anymore. If you're right. walking around set being that character, I can't – like, I, I'm not an actor. I've never been on a movie set. I couldn't tell you, but I would mm-hmm. not – I would not want to work with somebody who yeah. – when you're off the clock, work is over, and that applies to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're not working, don't be at work. And, right. and if it's like, all right, cut, or we're wrapped for the day, all right, great. You know, and and you go to talk to somebody, and they're still in character because they're in character all the time. That to me is not endearing. That to me is just like, oh my god, you're you're just okay, fine, whatever, do your thing. Yeah. I'm just gonna be over here being a normal human being now. Right. Like that's, and I and I get it. Everybody is different, and and you know, you 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 can't argue with a lot of the results because so many Oscar winning roles are like, and they were, they were done method. And I was like, that's great. But also usually the, the, those kind of look at method actors, the ones who are self-professed, like, yes, I'm method. I'm in character all the time. They tend to be either giant assholes or fucked in the head. Yeah. They burn out pretty quickly. Yeah. And I mean, that's, and, and I get it. And maybe that's just how they are. There, there yeah. may it may be a thing that that's just how their brain is wired, and that's yeah. how it works. They can't turn it off, mm-hmm. and you know that's, and that's something to address because that's not healthy, in yeah. the long run. It's it's not, um, but mm-hmm. hopefully that. But yeah, hopefully that oh, yeah. dies out. And if that and if it means like oh my god, there's no, you know, there's no more of these <clears throat> crazy, like kind of Marlon Brando y sort of just like phenomenon performances well then so be it yeah I, I will prioritize mental health over you know oscar bait nonsense any day yeah but speaking of i want to see that um that one show the offer yeah that that um, uh, that looks interesting the the yeah. miles teller of it kind of turns me off from it though a little bit yeah um it's, the it's, idea Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just like I'm, because it, it does look really interesting. Because you 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 stop to think about like, oh yeah, wait, this was the '70s and they wanted to make a movie about the mafia, mm-hmm. like that's that's ballsy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I want to see that. I want to see that real bad. Um, I this week I have you know played Warcraft. I got this game V Rising. I don't know if I talked about that last week. That's been fun, uh, but mostly just Warcraft. Um, and I watched Stranger Things, which I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do all our all our review stuff at, at the end because we're going to spoil the hell out of it a lot. Yeah, I liked it so much that I went back and I started watching from episode one, and I'm in season two right now. Nice. Because uh, there was a lot where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that happened. But, like, season three is kind of – season one I remember very well. Season two and three were a little – 
blank. Yeah, uh, when, when they announced the release date for the first part of season four, I went back and did a whole three series rewatch because uh, I because I feel like everybody remembers season one because yeah. it was the first one and it was very so iconic. It, yeah, and then season yeah. season two it 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 gets a little strange, which you know mm-hmm. pun mildly intended. Um, but and then season three it's really really kind of it it just sort of i don't want to say it goes off the rails but it it starts to it 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 dives more into oh this is oh we now we're actually doing stranger things right like it it gets a little a little bigger and a little wider out yeah Um, and you know there's all the was it uh i forget if it was season two or season three that had the episode with with the other kids that uh, and everybody was like oh we hate this episode and it's like, but but why? Like, why does everybody everybody hated that episode that was in New York? Where yeah, I think that's too because it opens up with that scene. Yeah, and you're like, well, who are these people? And then they she does that thing, and you're like, oh, okay. And I'm assuming because I I still haven't finished season two, and I'm assuming it's still this season that that's in. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it man. Well, I, this isn't spoilers, and we're gonna talk all about it later, but. This new season is just on another level. I feel like this is as good as the best of Game of Thrones when it comes to like having people in different areas, the production, the storytelling, uh, the lore. I feel like they just, they just, the writing, they just like, they, I don't know, went Super Saiyan. Uh, and maybe it was the, I don't know if they've been taking three years to make this or if they took a break to like come up with the story but in my opinion they just fucking knocked it out of the park they did i feel like part of it probably had something to do with the pandemic yeah yeah um but i definitely feel like they used that to their advantage in terms of Mm -hmm. of polishing this because it is crisp oh yeah the writing is fantastic like it is so so good and it has such an a very clear direction and it's mm-hmm. and i think the fact that they've already announced that you know we have four part one and then we have four part two coming out mm-hmm. uh july it's july 1st right I think. yeah um and then season five will be the end of it i yeah. think that's when you know you have an ending coming up you can start ramping that up you can start building especially like some of the mythology and i and it is something that i love and this isn't spoilery but i do want to mention i love that they talk about in one of those episodes i think it's dustin who says who actually Mm -hmm. brings up we have all these questions we don't have answers to and they Mm -hmm. do that whole they do the whole list about like here are these things we don't know and we don't understand and it's like ah they're 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 they they know (laughs) and and also it but at the same time though if the, the way this ended and we'll get into it later I feel like I would have been perfectly fine with this being the end of the season because it just felt like I feel like I got a lot of the answers by the end and how they set up what's going to happen later. Nah, from I'd, be, a... I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with it because they it, 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 it had such a cliffhanger. It had such a, okay, next time. I'm so glad it's in a month from now. But I guess what I'm saying is I enjoyed it so much and I enjoyed how they wrapped up certain things where I was like, everything starts to kind of come together and you're like, wow, this was just so well planned out and executed that I would be fine if it just ended there. And they said, we'll be back in, 
you know, uh, March or something. Nah, uh, but, the, the cliffhanger was too big to end a, a season. Oh, I, love, I, I love that, though. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. Dude, yeah, well, you like Lost. Like, I do. I do. <laughs> I love it. I, I have faith in this show, though, because they've shown that they've, they're more than willing to just answer the questions. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, not dangle it too long. No, there's, um, there's no question about it. But yeah, dramatically, yeah. it's so unsatisfying to to have built up so much because they weren't really building up who is this guy to that kind of extent they were building up eh. how do we they were really more building up how do we stop him if true, it, true, if it true. was more about the reveal then thematically that would be one thing um right right but no it, I, I i could see where it would totally upset people uh, at the cliffhanger they leave it on but it has me clamoring for more and i am i've i've got my ticket for netflix yeah. next month no for that's sure, that's so. why this was smart to be like look we're gonna give you guys a month and we're gonna actually, drop it here like i actually like i'm oh, sorry no go ahead the only my only problem with this season what i would have done is i would have done week to week um and the reason why i say that i w- i did not want to binge this i watched one episode at a time uh sometimes i think i watched two um but but for the most part, I spent about a week watching it, um, and I really enjoyed that. And I felt because each episode was like an hour and a half that I could do that. I could – because, you know, you, it, that's like three normal episodes, and you're like, okay, right. I'm, I'm good. But yeah, after an episode, I was like, holy shit, I want to watch more, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I let it sit with me, and then I watched more. So I know they're not going to do that for the next season. They've already talked about that. Oh, yeah. that it's not – um, if they don't, I hope they do two volumes like they did here and kind of leave a little bit a month later. Uh, no. and I know, well, I don't know. I, Netflix has to do something cause they're bleeding, but I, I think it's, uh, this sat with me perfectly fine the way they split it up. And I know they said that they, they had to do it because there's technically still working on the volume two right. because there's more. I think it was says like there's more effects in the final episode than there were the was the first volume. So that's, I mean I, that's fair, and I can definitely yeah. see see that being a thing. Right, sure. right. So so I totally get that, but I guess what I'm saying is I I prefer the week to week episode because I prefer speculating and thinking about it and talking with friends and seeing what do they think is going to happen. It's it's very much the lost I guess in me, um, and so them doing this and splitting it and leaving like a good chunk at the end it's oh chef's kiss i i love it so um but yeah i don't know we'll, we'll talk about it all later and i'll gush over it then yeah but yeah but, but i haven't really done much else because of that i watched that and i was like okay i guess i'm gonna go down this rabbit hole <laughs> and i watched some obi-wan kenobi uh yeah and, we had we're, we're four episodes into that did you watch the uh premiere for miss marvel I have not, not yet. Oh, you should. It's very millennial. It's so good, though. Like, it's very millennial made. Like Here's you... the best DC or best Marvel Disney Plus show so far opening. It, 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 yes, I'll give you that. For That's an what opening, I heard yes, say, so, I'll give yeah. you that. Um, and it's, I love the style. You'll, you'll see, like, because you have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I, you know, I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but one of the things that it does that's fantastic is, there's there's a whole sequence where uh, she and her classmate are texting, and he's on his way home, and the texts are part of the background. 
Okay. It's fun as hell. So you actually have to watch it. Um, and some oh, of them are okay. a little more subtle than others, but it's a fantastic way to do, you know, it's not just your standard, like, oh, we're going to look at his phone while he's texting, or we're going to have like the text chain off to the side of the screen. You know how like they did with, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Um, and that's the first instance comes to mind, but there was, um, there's so that like that scene is fantastic because I'm like, okay, this, this is clever. This is mm-hmm. so ridiculously clever. Um, and it is very, very much a, a, like a, a Gen Z Gen Alpha show. Um, okay. and I, and I, but I mean that in the best way possible. Like it is yeah. very much, Hey, this is their coming of age show. Now we're old. This is, mm-hmm. we're not making our high school shows anymore. It's, it's time to, to be telling their stories and it's very much that, and it's mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, and it's, it's so it opens the, the first sequence of the show, not really seen, but the first sequence is the most hilariously awkward, awful teenage thing. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's so great. The first, I don't know, three or four minutes of the show absolutely hook you. And it's yeah. so it's one of those you watch and the secondhand embarrassment is so real. Oh. It's it's oh it's just oh it it hurts to watch, but it's so good. It's oh, just no. so good. So absolutely check it out. And it's like a forty yeah. it's like a forty some minute uh uh premiere. It's absolutely worth the time. Definitely, yeah. definitely check it out. Um they've they they've changed they've made of course a giant change from the comics. Yes. because um, they had to. Yeah, um, but I kind of li- but I like where it's going. I like what they set up and the kind of the sort of mysteries they tease a little bit about about what all is is going on here and and how she gets her powers. And I'm like I'm I'm down for it. I'm I'm open minded. I heard about this and it immediately turned me off because I was like, of course they would do that. Why, why you know? But it makes sense why they did it. Um, and I mean that in a sarcastic way by like, of course they do. I just, I hate when they do that. But anyway, yeah. uh, I'm not going to let it, uh, I, I want to, I want to see the story and see how they implement it. Uh, yeah. Kevin Feige hasn't really done us wrong. So no, you, you um, just have to, you just have to go in knowing like, look, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, she's not a, an, an inhuman. Like we didn't, they had to right. go a different way with it. So they were yeah. like, okay, well, what do we do different? And the way they did it differently, I think. Um, you know, not only does it work because it's, you know, we're in a different universe and, and whatnot, so things are going to be different, but there's, there's an added element to not just like, oh, this is how this happened, but there's, there's, there's one character who very clearly is aware of something okay, and is hot and is trying to hide what's like there's there is a story behind this that we're eventually going to get but it's it's going to be a i I don't i don't want you to spoil it for me gotcha but my my fear is that i i would rather it be like captain america where he gets something and it can't be taken away and not like iron man where they if you have a magic hat and then you they take your magic hat now you have no magic hat i kind of don't want that I liked that her abilities were her abilities, and it it, it was already in her fair uh, to begin with. So I I have to just like tell myself that's not the story they're telling. Um, but I hope 
I, I what I heard, and I, we don't we don't want to spoil anything. I heard that there's a there's something in there in the story that might make me happy uh, when it comes to that. Uh, but we'll talk all about that, I guess. When I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about uh, when we do talk about it. I guess I'm going to watch it after after uh, we record uh, and we talk about it next week. But yeah, it definitely, um, it's, it's absolutely worth checking out. It's really good. Yeah, but um, it, they, it looks like they have the character down like to a T. Oh yeah, she like that's that's the thing. It's like the only thing they had to do different was was how she gets her powers. Yeah, uh, everything else is just like yes, yeah, she's she's a sixteen year old Pakistani girl living in Jersey City. Like life yeah. is tough. As long as they nail a character, that's yeah. really all and I the, actually care about. The, yeah, the biggest focus, at least currently, at least in the the pi- in the premiere, keep wanting to say pilot. Um, mm-hmm. Is is on the family, and I think that's right. I think oh, that's that, the right way to do. That was her comic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's not quite so much, at least yet, about like the world outside and and everything. Oh, dude, her her comic was about her, her corner store, her neighborhood. She essentially was. Oh, well, wait, you've you've read it, right? You've read. I read a little bit of it. It sounds. It, was it sounds Spider-Man. to me like her comic was very much sort of like like uh miles in terms yeah, of just yeah, oh, like yeah. being set locally and it's about the neighborhood and and yes. everything yeah it's spider-man uh yeah exactly it gotcha. is the spider-man comic she's the neighborhood you know spider-man but not spider-man but marvel girl right like it is about uh street level um the comic was all about her family her um uh you know and it it the the stuff that she has to deal with, you know, uh, being who she is, um, and it was heartwarming. It was, it was quirky. It was, it, and it gave just a voice that was not in comics at the time. Yeah, um, which was really important. So, uh, yeah. And so when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, th- they just nailed it. That looks like her. That uh, sounds like her. Everything she's saying. All the things she's doing in the trailer, the tone of the trailer, it was just very much uh, the comic. So, yeah, the only thing it looked, it looked like they did change was the abilities, which makes total sense. It's a completely different universe. They don't have time to sit there and explain the Inhumans in, you know, <laughs> I don't know, a five minute previously on. Yeah, thing. no, because they they, you know, they did that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was so hit or miss with its audience. Like, it's just kind of this it's just kind of this weird limbo of like, do we? Well, I mean, they tried I get... it twice now. And that's yeah, it, it's I think Marvel also doesn't want to confuse because everyone knows the mutants are what they're going to be focusing on. And you can't have and humans and mutants premiering near the same time frame that will confuse everybody no because there's so much the same thing yeah you and i now i would not begrudge them once you establish mutants and they get a foothold Mm -hmm. then bring in the inhumans and do a whole thing because there was which which comic was it where like oh we find out that terrigen mist actually it it, it, what like it was killing mutants right or something i think it was called like death of x yeah yeah where it's like oh hang on this actually ties into something and mm-hmm. it, there's a reason they're similar in this and that like that's a smart way to do it i'd be down for that um, yeah but i i think that the the problem the problem was they tried to do when they brought in the inhumans it was their way of saying we're going to do mutants without mutants because they didn't know oh, they yeah. were going to get the mutants um and it just confused oh. people and also the inhumans were not they really didn't stick the intro with the inhumans so nobody cared 
Like it was, yeah. it was unfortunate, but but nobody really cared. So they just kind of had to give up on that one. And I, I think that that once they establish the mutants, there's a great way to backdoor in the Inhumans, you know. And I mean, I'm talking, you know, another well, six, seven years down the road. Like it's gonna take a long time. Well, who was the who was the person in charge of Marvel Comics? I mean, this all ties into what we're talking about. Kevin Feige literally almost left. Marvel because of this. I forget his name. Who's the guy that was in charge of Marvel? It was it was Casada. Wasn't that while Casada was still EIC? No, no, no. I mean higher than him. Oh, oh, um, um, oh, I know exactly <sighs> who you mean. It was. It... Uh, do me a favor. Look it up. Look up. Yes. Um, Kevin Feige um, almost left, and I'll I'll talk about it. Yeah, good. Basically, um, Kevin Feige wanted more diversity in the films. Uh, and that was one of the things he absolutely did not want. He did not think that anyone would care about a Miss Marvel movie, uh, or people of color. Like it was bad. Um, and this is all public knowledge <laughs> that they came out there and Kevin Feige was like, no. And this was around the time of, I think it was like, um, it was right around the time of Guardians of the Galaxy just came out. And Kevin Feige had a clear direction he wanted to go in, and it included Black Panther. It included Miss Marvel, and they were like, no, no one wants to see those kind of movies. And obviously, he was dead wrong, and I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Hopefully, hopefully it was, it was it Perlmutter. It was Ike Perlmutter. I, yes, couldn't, I, could, I, I could barely yeah. remember his name, but here's – that's the thing of like every bad – business deal that Marvel made or every bad creative choice that they've made when it comes yes. to multimedia, you can trace damn near all of them back Absolutely. to Ike Perlmutter. And, and that's exactly why they pushed the Inhumans and left the mutants off of everything because their idea was we are not going to put out any kind of promotional material that is going to give Fox any money uh, because we don't own the property to them. So if we don't own the prop, the movie rights to them, then we're not going to push them in the comics. And it got so bad to where like they had a ca – like things like calendars just didn't have any mutants on them. It didn't have fantastic, fantastic Forum members. It didn't have Wolverine on it. It had a bunch of uh, other uh, Marvel characters and in humans. You know because – People can name one inhuman except for, you know, Miss Marvel, <laughs> you know, uh, and so, yeah, it, it was bad. Uh, and that's why for the longest time they were killing off the X-Men in the comics. They were making them just like slowly dying off. That's why they had the death of X. You know, poor Charles Soul was told to kill them off and he thought of a creative way to do it. And it was actually the best <laughs> uh, uh, Inhumans comic that I've ever read. Um, but you know, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. So Ike Perlmutter, yeah, that, that idiot. And thankfully I don't think he has any control over it at this point. Right. I, I, I think he's gone. Is he gone or is he, I think he was the former CEO and yeah, chairman but I think of the Marvel. I think he's still chairman. Oh my God. He's still chairman. He's not CEO. But I, I think that his – Oh, he's the current chairman of Marvel Entertainment. Yeah, so I, – I think his his power though has substantially waned. I think yes. his, his literal and figurative stock in the company is not mm -hmm. what it used to be uh, largely because uh, Disney owns Marvel. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, he specifically – Kevin Feige – uh, when they, whenever they re-signed or whatever, made it so that he 
he reports directly to Disney now. He does not talk to. He has nothing to do with uh, Ike. It yeah. Was, yeah. So uh, now, now they can do whatever they want, um, and they don't have to hear about people don't want you know minority superheroes. And look how fucking crazy Black Panther did. You know. Yeah. It's just it's, it's so stupid. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. Where were we? Yeah, I I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna see it, um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm and excited. I think that because uh, I think Jeff, uh, oh, what's his name? Jeff Loeb from Marvel TV. He only like within the last couple years, mm-hmm. uh, got that kind of Feige deal of not having to report to Pearl Mutter, right? I feel like that was like right. 2018, 2019, I think. Yeah. Um. And I mean, of course, Ike is so. Ike is famously, you know, a a a Trump buddy, so right. there's a giant shock. Right. He was the yeah yeah <sighs> yeah. He's he's an idiot. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, and he was there was a shoot because he was the he was what he was the toy guy, right? Mm-hmm. He and uh, yep. He and Avi. He and Avi owned. Uh, what was it? Was it Marvel Toys or whatever it was before it was Marvel Toys? I feel like it was like Mattel or something, right? Or... Uh, no, no, it was uh, oh, it was Toy Biz. Toy Biz. Was Toy Biz. Called. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they they became involved with uh, mm-hmm. with Marvel, um, and that's that was where he came in. And they it was one of the reasons Terrence Howard left. Yeah, yeah, because because th- what was a. Uh, that was because wasn't that they reported that Perlmutter basically just kind of said, well, all black people look the same. Yep, that's exactly what it was. That's yeah. what he said. And and how the hell that wasn't the end of him, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, for God's sake, Carl Icahn was head of, of the Marvel group for years. Mm-hmm. And Perlmutter was one of the ones that that ran him out, him and uh, him, him and Avi Arad. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, Avi became the producer for Marvel films and, and you know, did a pretty decent job. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's be honest there. Yeah. Um, whereas Perlmutter has just been, you know, he's he has been greedy money, 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 money at the cost of everything creative. Oh, yeah. And, and I think you nailed it when you said every bad idea is a result of him. <laughs> when you when you dig, when you're like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Why would someone do that? And then you look and see whose bright idea it was at Marvel, and it always went to him. It it, it always comes back to to Perlmutter. Yeah, so which is not entirely surprising, but oh well. yeah, it's crazy because I, I I was reading Kevin Feige was literally being poached by Warner Brothers. Could you imagine what kind of DC universe we would have right now? We'd have Kevin one. Feige, yeah, we'd have one. God knows when we'll get that Flash movie, if we get that Flash movie. It'll be the last thing Ezra Miller, who's now accused of, what, providing alcohol and LSD to minors? Like, <laughs> God. Just... Yeah, cut him loose. Goodbye. You're done. I, is, that, is that movie finished? Is it post-production now? Oh, what, boy. I, where are we at? I hope so. I, for their sake, I hope so. Otherwise, they, they may just have to scrap the whole it. damn thing. Yeah, just recast it. Uh, you know, put they, the, they the really could, and nobody would bat an eye. Like I, yeah, I feel. I mean, it's it comes out. In, it comes out in a year, right? It comes doesn't it come out like next June. Mm-hmm. Like, is it? Please tell me it's done. Hang on. Uh, so filming, yeah, filming wrapped back in October. Okay. So it's yeah, it's all post. Um, and any they, I don't foresee too many reshoots. 
no. with Ezra in their future. Although DC is the company that also said, hey, we're going to keep Amber Heard and get rid of Johnny Depp. So who fucking knows? That's true. I did. I don't know if this is just rumor, but I did see that they were looking to that they're going to be removing her. There's there's a lot of rumor and a lot of hope about that. And there's I, I mean, know. like that petition just keeps growing. It's up to four or five, six million signatures now. It's ridiculous. But I don't I don't see them changing it. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. That whole trial, they both just seemed like terrible people. Ugh. I, I felt so just dis- disgusted watching yeah. it or listening to it. They just it was just just i don't know they seemed awful for each other you know there's there's no defense for the things that johnny also did because he is not he is not innocent but she was horrible and trash too and then tried to play the victim in all of it and that's that's the that's the awful thing where she was she was just what was it i hit you but it's not abuse like no right fuck out of here with that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> now she's got to pay. It was just wild to see, uh, especially, like, with – that she won over in, in, in England. She lost here. Well, she won over it, in England because the judge had an ownership stake in the newspaper. No, absolutely no. Yeah, t- totally. I, I just think especially here where, you know uh, – where you know First Amendment, you you can you can pretty you know for her for her to get that, it just seemed, I the odds were against that I think. But then you see what happened in court, and you're just like, who hires these lawyers? That that was the big problem. That in <laughs> yeah. honestly, that never should have that never should have gone to trial. That should have been a settlement right. out of court, and that's it. Otherwise, this is what happens, and then right. things come out, and the jury hears it. And then mm-hmm. you put it in the jury's hands. You take yeah. it away from the law in terms of, of just, mm-hmm. hey, was this actually a thing? And you put it in the hands of the jury who's got to sit there and listen to six, seven weeks of just circus. Yeah. And at the end of it, I think they were just kind of like, look, everybody was awful. Can we agree on that? And just go home and hug our kids and cry? Like, Yeah. Meanwhile, while everyone was busy with that, our Supreme Court was just stripping rights away. And- yeah, well. All sorts of other things. Yeah. It, I was just like, wait, everyone was so fascinated with it. And I get it. It's like the, the OJ trial. It's celebrities, right? And it, But I was just like, there are so much, many crazier things happening right now than two terrible celebrities that treat each other like shit and one just couldn't stop lying, <laughs> you know? Um, but right. yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, oh man, that was a mess. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. So yeah, so uh, yeah, that's right. So Johnny Depp's he's not going to be in the next Pirates, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they. I, I'm pretty sure that was a thing that was was yeah. kind of already official, and now probably not in uh, Harry Potter, right? Because they like recasted. Oh him. yeah, no, they recast him. Yeah, they recast yeah. him for this last one. Um, Gotcha. Yeah, he wasn't in this last one that came out that nobody liked or watched. Yeah. Um, which is fine, because it was crap. Yeah. Well, I'd, he'll be in something else. Uh, he's way too popular. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Like, it, like that would... So? Like, I feel... Well, but I... Because here, here's the thing. I feel like that would be up to him. Well, yeah. And I, and I don't know... You know, his I, – I don't want to – I don't want to say something about like, well, his temperament's always been erratic. But just like he's he's been much more he, – he's been very 
more vocal about being willing to say no to things just because he didn't really want to do them. Well, like he's true. he yeah. has turned he's turned down roles in the past where it was just like, but you would have been great for this, and he's just kind of been like, but I I, I didn't I didn't want it, yeah, I didn't want to do it, so okay, like oh. and that's you know he's he's been especially once once he got got better sober and clean there was a lot more care put into everything mm-hmm. and so i you know he could and he would probably be getting more offers and studios would be looking at you know especially you know given if if they keep reading social media the way sony does would just be looking mm. and saying everybody's talking about Johnny Depp and it's positive. Oh, we no. should give him. We should get him back in movies. Oh no! And he like that's what I'm saying. It would come to him, and I feel like it, it, the ball would be in his court. I mm-hmm. think that the job offers will start to come back. The the calls to audition for things will start to come back, and it's going to be up to him whether or not he wants to take him. Yeah. And and he may not. And you know, I totally understand that. Yeah, like that was this whole thing was was a giant circus. And if he decided, you know what, I don't want to, I I you know right now is absolutely not the time I want to do any of this. Then good for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. Um, yeah, let's let's get to the news, man. There's yeah. there was a few things announced. And there was uh, mm-hmm. the the Joker sequel was officially confirmed the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with an interesting title, Joker Folia Du, which, uh, Folia Du is a mental, condi- is a, is a psychological disorder where the same psychological disorder affects two very close people. Usually it's, it's almost a, a, it's kind of like a placebo effect, but for mental disorders in the mm. sense of. I, it, and I know that's not the right way to do it, but it's not – one person has a disorder, and someone close to them usually – it's like parent-child or mm-hmm. tight-knit siblings or something like that. The other person then mirrors that. So they appear to have the same disorder but don't, but you can't really tell. Do you think this hints at Batman or Harley Quinn? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think it hints at Batman at all. No? No. Um, because we saw child Bruce Wayne. I don't think they're going to grow him up. I don't think – I think the oh, whole point true. of these movies is not to have Batman um, gotcha. and to keep them far away from Batman. There's – they may possibly do Harley Quinn or a similar character – but mm-hmm. I, f- I, d- I really feel like it's going to be a different kind. I feel like it's going to be a partner who, who sees this and idolizes, idolizes this, and it turns out he's just a regular guy, and Joker turns on him at the end because he he perceives him as a fraud. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's there, there's a great commentary here to be made about people jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. I I think that that's. I think that that's kind of the thing here is that like, oh, hey, look, this is popular. We all feel this way. I feel like this is going to be a a not particularly sly commentary on we live in a society. Right, right, right. Honestly, and it's going to be a re- – just like how the first one was kind of a rebuke of so many of the things that were wrong with society that it was speaking out against, I think that the sequel is going to be a rebuke of the people who completely missed the point of the first movie. Oh, and boy, was there a lot. 
And that's and I think that's if that's where it goes, I think that mm-hmm. has potential to be a phenomenally clever movie and a fantastic barometer for who doesn't actually have a clue what they're watching because yeah. they're still going to be they're, they're not going to have a different reaction than they did the first time mm-hmm. because they're going to think, yeah, fuck those guys. You know, right. all those people, all those idiots, they're wrong and they don't understand. And it's like you thick headed morons are talking about it. you. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I, I love that idea. I would that's that would be where I would go with it. Um, I'm not paid a tremendous amount of money to write movies uh, for very good reason. Um, mm. So I'm excited to see where this is going to go. But no, I don't think they're going to lean towards building out the Batman side of the mythology at all. No. Gotcha. I, I guess when you said that, I just thought like, oh, like that's Joker's kind of thing is, you know, uh, you need me, I need you, or, you know. Well, but it's it's holding not. Holding my, you know, holding a mirror up to you, basically. It's not two sides of the same coin, though, the way that they are. It's, it's that right. somebody... It's that somebody in a very close relationship with with someone with mental illness then takes on the they they seem to develop the same mental illness. They're, well, I I mean I think Joker and Batman both have mental illness, but they're not that, the that, same. That, yeah, that's I mean, that's the I, thing though. Like you would you wouldn't have like it wouldn't be somebody turning into a a different image of Joker. It would be somebody also turning into the Joker. True. Yeah. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it would be more Harley Quinn-ish. Right, um, but that's that's why I was thinking. Yeah, that could be her because she literally just you know tries to mirror him. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I Joker, the first one people loved. I watched it once and I thought it was fine. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, yeah, I really liked it. I needed the the time I was gonna go see it. I, I wound up canceling and pushing it a different day because it was one mm. of those days where, like, work was just hell and I don't want to go do this right now. And it was a good call because the first, like, it, the Joker is an intense movie. It was just sad to me. It's, well, and that's, it isn't It didn't feel like funny. a comic movie. It just, it, it if, wasn't supposed to. That was, right. the, that was the entire point was, like, this is not the kind of comic book movie you're right. going to go see. Like, this was not an Avengers movie. This wasn't a Batman movie. Like, this was... This right. was just a grounded, depressing, like, damn, doesn't this all just suck? That's why I watched look it once. I was like, yeah. oh, man, it's just it's a movie about someone that, you know, loses it and is, you know, yeah. has mental illness. And it's incredibly sad. And, uh, you know, and and that's and that's the point. Hmm. It's not a glamorous yeah. like he doesn't turn into a supervillain. He's right. just it's just damn, isn't this isn't it absolutely heartbreaking that that he very clearly needs help and the system is just fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. We'll definitely check that out when it comes out. Um, in like three years, probably. Yeah. I'd, I'd bank on a 2025 release at, at the earliest. Yeah. Um, what doesn't have a 2025 release though is black Adam. Did you see this trailer? I didn't. Um, actually, you want to take a quick break where I go pee and I'll watch it real quick? Yeah, go right back. And I just watched the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> what you think? of editing. Um, yeah, no, I thought it looked like The Rock in a superhero movie. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it looked like The Rock. Uh, he looks more like a hero than uh, – I think they were like very – like 
he kills people, but he still looks like a hero. He looks way more like a hero than uh, Black Adam usually is. Yeah, he, Black Adam is really usually more like a conqueror kind of vibe. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I, I like The Rock as a hero. No one's going to go into the movie and, and root against him. They, I think they know that. Yeah. <laughs> I think they know no one's going to go into this movie and not root for him. Uh, it looked like they CGI'd him to make him look like a normal person at <laughs> the beginning of the trailer. A little bit. Yeah, a little um, bit. But, um, yeah, no, I'm in. I'm totally in. Yeah, let's see it. Absolutely. That, when does that come out? October October 28th. Oh, okay. I, think, I don't know. You just watched the trailer. Was that the end of it? Oh, probably was. Hold on. Let me turn down the volume and play it. Hang on. Let me let me look real quick. I'll probably be able to pull it up real fast. Uh, Black Adam October. October. Where'd it go? Uh, 21st. Okay. 21st. So that was okay. off by a week. Near Halloween. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'll definitely be seeing that. Yeah. I really thought it was hilarious that Hawkman is the one saying uh, heroes don't kill people. Right, right, exactly. I was, I was like, I, I, um, I'm, I'm sorry. We, we need to, we need to have a conversation here, Mister uh, Giant Mace Swinger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like they have the JSA in this. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Which is cool. So, yeah, I mean, I'm down. Um, yeah, I'm curious how this turns out. They didn't have like anyone else from the DC, so like. Is Aquaman going to show up? Like, that would actually be really funny. I would really love to see him and Aquaman kind of yeah, go back and forth. That would be fun. I mean, we yeah. have, you know, we have Hawkman, we have Adam Smasher, we have, Smasher. I think, Cyclone is in it. Do you think Shazam shows up? Maybe at the end. I don't yeah. think, I, I think that, that there's like, that'll be like the post credits if, if, if they're going to mm-hmm. do something like that. Um, yeah. But uh, I, cool. we, I do know that, uh, that Inner Gang is going to be in this. And, oh, okay. And that to me is hilarious because I was like, "There's a group that that <laughs> just has the just most bullshit luck. Like they're yeah. they're such they're such punching bags. And I know that they've they've had such a weird up and down kind of history, but just they've always just kind of been like, "Oh God, it's inner gang again. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> what are they up to now? Oh no, they're they're after the the book of crime." Oh no, they they got more technology from the new gods. Oh, you know, it's just it's always just like, oh god, it's them again. <laughs> I remember them from the animated series. They oh, okay, because again, it was the same thing. They were a punchline. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, oh god, it's inner gang. Oh great, they or they were the lead in. You know, I remember mm-hmm. what was it? Uh, I think the the um, the first of the new, the first part of when they did the death of Superman again. Yeah. Um, I think it was just like, oh, we have to show up. We have to stop inner gang. They've got apocalypse tech. Oh, hell. Right. Right. Um, and then, of course, yeah, that exactly. led to everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, they, it's it's just like, oh, God, it's inner gang again. Oh, no. But yeah. I'll tell you what subverted that really well was um, was Ultimate Spider-Man. Because, uh, I mean, ben, the one of the greatest things that Bendis ever did with that comic was the shocker who was a punchline for like 80 issues. Every time he showed up, he'd be he'd he'd be robbing like a deli or something and get hilariously beat down in the space of like a page. And he lost every time. And then there's a whole issue where he actually catches Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole thing like he vents of just like I'm not a joke. I'm I'm not just some rube. 
and it's another tie-in to like Roxxon as kind of like the big bad that they never really quite got to pay off. Mm. Um, cause he, cause he was talking about like, I, I didn't have to do all this. I, and because, because Peter asked him straight up, he's like, you created these things, man. He's like, why, why aren't you, why are you doing crime? Like, you've got a great mind for this stuff. And he's like, I think he was like, I was doing this. And then Roxxon stole all my work and, and on and on. Mm. And that was kind of the thing, you know, because they set up Roxxon like four or five different times. Like the <laughs> the Beatles stole the Venom symbiote for Roxxon. And then right. that, like they they never really got a chance to pay all that off, I think. Mm. Um, but there was, you know, they always kind of floated around like, oh, no, Roxxon was the big shadow corp that, that was going to be you know, at, at the head of everything. And, and yeah. it, it never really got there, Yeah, uh, which was kind of unfortunate, but how but, many years ago was this an amazing? Oh, fuck. oh no, this was ultimate. Oh, ultimate. So this gotcha. is an ultimate. Yeah. So this, I, it gotcha. was very, very long time ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a great, it was a great like one-off issue. Cause finally, like it was, they gave him his due and mm. uh, it was really fantastic. And I do really need to bring up like where, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look and find like where which one was this in uh, in Ultimate Spider-Man because he was it was because like he got he got beat like constantly. Um, yeah. It's like it's it is it's really and it is like for the first like hundred issues or something like he just he just okay. constantly gets whooped. Oh okay. Um, and then there there is finally like the one issue where it's just like no I've it's like I, I think it was like one what was it here I think it was one twenty two. That's how long it took to get to that point. Like oh, the wow. first, his first, like his first appearance uh, was in was in Ultimate Spider-Man eight. Oh wow! And off and on for the next hundred and fourteen issues, he pops up just to be like, <laughs> "Oh God, shocker again, really?" Oh my right. God. He's like, "I'm I'm I'm late for school. Why do I have to stay? Why do you're killing me, man? You're honestly <laughs> killing me. I've got to spend like five minutes of my time webbing you to the same light post again. Why?" <laughs> And then this last, yeah, no, there's a one twenty-two. Like he actually catches him, and it's it's fantastic. Like it's it's a really great. Like oh damn, okay, I wasn't expecting this, but that's great. It's uh, it's it's so funny. And there was some like Marvel team up thing because they only and they only did a few of those. Um, that like he he like he he always. Like they like they never charge him with anything. Mm. Like they just bail. Like he just gets dropped at the at the crime scene, and then it, like he just because he just leaves him there. So he never is actually like there's no note ever made to him or anything. So he he winds up getting arrested, and they're like, wait, why is he back in prison again? <laughs> it's 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 a series. It's it's a comedy of errors with Shocker, and it's it's really <laughs> funny, and it's it breaks your heart when you hear because he's just such a he, he's he's just such a dork and he but he, and he went to Roxxon and he worked you know and he made his tech there and then they you know they were like cool this is ours now and you know he was oh, like wow. but, but wait a minute I created this they're like yeah but you're working for us so we own it well <laughs> no I want my tech and they're like well alright well then no you can't have it and get fucked oh. so he yeah and that's the one time, like the one time he finally gets arrested is because he's kidnapped Spider-Man and is, it, it's in the course of doing the whole backstory thing. And he's like, and he's, cause he's got him like chained up, like wrapped up in just like feet of chain. 
and uh, is and, and is actually torturing him with his with his equipment, and that's when the police bust him, and he's actually caught in the midst of a crime, and it's just God, you feel bad for the guy. <laughs> yeah. You really do. You actually feel mm. bad for him. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. It's in inner gang to me was always kind of like that, where it was just like, oh God, it's them again. <laughs> <laughs> so if they're gonna yeah. be in Black Adam, hopefully they're interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I hope they're not. I hope it's like you said. It's just like they pop up, they're being busted, and they're a joke, and they're gone. Because <laughs> that's what you're saying. That's what happens every time they're it, like the butt of the joke, and then they move on it, to the real thing. It is, but I, you know, I feel like that's something that's great in comics, and it's great for people who know things. Uh, but if you're gonna talk about, like, if if you're gonna make it a thing that you talk about. Like if it's gonna be something you say to the press, like oh yeah, and by the way, we're gonna have Intergang in this film, like you know, I get that you could do that as a joke, but I feel like people are now gonna look and be like, well, what's Intergang? Why are they talking about it? And you're like, oh, they're a bunch of nobodies. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. You know? Comic fans are are gonna look at it and just be like, oh god, re- are you se- really? Are you serious? Okay, mm-hmm. fine, we get it. Haha. But. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we actually see a member of Intergang in the trailer. I feel like that's the guy that shoots the rocket at Black Adam. Mm. I feel like that's going to be a member of Intergang. And that's yeah, going to be... I, I, I really have a feeling like that's going to be kind of the shadowy organization, or at least the henchmen that are, are doing whatever it is in... in Was it the Kandak, right? That, that's Black Adam's country. That, yeah. that he's that that he's just like all right, you guys are screwing up my country. Uh, like you're done, get out or you die. I feel like it's gonna be inner gang, and whoever their head is is gonna be the villain. Mm. Makes sense. But I uh, just I'd, I I kind of like that, but I would also love for them to just be a joke. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's October twenty first. I'm down for that. Like I, yeah. I was always cautiously optimistic about that. The last time they tried to do the rock in a in a big heroish role was Hercules, mm-hmm. and you know that was terrible. Right. But which was unfortunate because oh, yeah. like you look at the rock and you're like, yeah, I can see that being Hercules. Sure. Uh, it, <laughs> it, they didn't need to give him hair. Like, right. Was, oh God, the rock with long hair just looks so weird. Yeah. It, it ain't. Does. It ain't right, man. No. It ain't right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely agree, dude. Have him with short hair. But um, before I get too far off track, let's go back. Uh, where were we? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there were some other trailers released because Netflix is doing their, what is it, Geeked? And it's what, Netflix Geeked Week or whatever it is that they do? This week, yeah, yeah. at some point. Um, they, yeah, because it's going on now because they've released a couple different trailers. Um, they yeah. did one for Wednesday, which is the Tim Burton written and directed Adam's Family series. Yeah, um, and I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Like, it'll definitely have a vibe. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I feel like Tim Burton doing an Adams Family project is almost a no-brainer. And kind of a why hasn't this really been like why did this take this long? But, oh yeah, but oh, yeah. that'll be good. And also, they released the first trailer for the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Looks and great. I, I'm I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. I am very excited to see that. Um, yeah, because Netflix is really kind of the one of the few places that would have committed to it. Because the Sandman is a weird fucking thing. Well, for three seasons at least. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and I mean that's arguably that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for Sandman definitely. Um, 
So they could, yeah, they could tell they they could tell most of that story in three seasons, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's there's plenty in there that that could go by the wayside should it need to. Oh. But I no, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for it because I also think they're going to look at how much uh, how much good luck Amazon had with Good Omens when yeah. they were just like, hey, this was some Neil Gaiman stuff, and we took it and really did something with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh damn, when we actually work together on it and collaborate on it, it turns into something people really want to watch. Oh yeah. So, uh, I I I foresee Netflix looking at this and going, yeah, you know what, we're we're gonna do this the right way, because um, it's not a live action anime adaptation, so it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw some uh, the One Piece stuff. Yeah, that's I don't know how I feel about that because I was really optimistic for Cowboy Bebop too. And, well, yeah, no, I'm always ca- yeah. <laughs> always cautious about Netflix with anime. I mean, they Live they, they went ambitious. I'll give them that. They've yeah. they've committed because those sets are, whew. oh yeah, yo, it's yeah, it looks like the anime, yeah, lots of life, but you know, we'll see. And so did Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah, very true. Which which was unfortunate because I actually liked it. I actually liked I the live liked action. It. He watched it and he was like, "Yo, this is good." Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um. It's a shame they cancel. It's silly. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I guess because it didn't set the world on fire, they're like, "Well, this was expensive as hell. We're not going to do this again." Mm. Which I mean, I, I get. It bums me out, but I get. Yeah. But, cool. Um, what, what else we got? Oh, that's it for TV. Yeah, we got a, a little bit of some assorted video game news before we get to the state of play. Uh-huh. Um, they did announce, um, they, they announced the Madden 23 release date. It's the, it's August 19th. It's always August. Um, it's the 19th this year and they're putting John Madden back on the cover, which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's a good tribute to him. And, Smart. And I like that. Was it the, I think it's the, the all-star or the MVP edition or whatever is, is just kind of like a, a retouched version of the very first, Madden NFL game, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was pretty neat. I was like, "That's cool. Uh, it's, I'm good with that. I like that." Um, yeah. And then we had uh, we had the Pokemon Direct, mm-hmm. where they showed off you know the differences between Scarlet and Violet. They had a November 18th release date. They showed off the legendaries. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm still very much. I'm now more Team Violet than ever. Like uh, hands down, I think a Pokemon with uh, Jet engines for legs is a lot cooler than one with a a, a tire in his chest. Well, they both have tires in their chest. I mean, they're motorcycles. Right? Like, that's the whole thing? No. I'm pretty sure they're both, like, motorcycles. I think that that it's a little more... It's a little more past and future. Well, yeah, no, the yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we can get all of that, but I'm saying like I think the legendaries are both motorcycles, or they're both um, riding machines. Because uh, I don't know, when I saw both their necks, I'm like, why are they bulgy like that? Especially the one that definitely looks like a tire, and then yeah, his, of course the other one has is, the jets. I yeah, I mean, I can I can see I can see that it's very similarly patterned, but I think the I think the fact is. I think that it's was it? Uh, hang on, give me a second, because I got to figure out. I got to find which one is which one. Um, so Coriadon is the kind of older school, like we use wheels to get around, tire in his chest, mm-hmm. big red legendary. Um, 
and I think that uh, Miradon is I, I don't think it's a ch- I don't think it's a tire in his chest. I think it's just a similar pattern because they're the pair. And the fact that he has jets for legs is the nod to transportation. Like the past was was tires, the future yeah. is jet engines. Just like the the professors, you know, the the mm-hmm. um, one of them is very like, oh, they have kind of almost caveman inspired garb on. And the other one is very much wearing almost like a, a haptic suit of some kind. Yeah. But. Y- yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I'll be honest. I loved the designs of all the other Pokemon on this show, which I think were like three of them. Yeah. New ones. I did not like the legendaries. I haven't liked the legendaries in years. Um, I, I did not like Sword and Shield's legendaries. They just looked ridiculous. They looked ridiculous. I, I, I liked them more than this, but oh, I knew I like these way more. They look like Digimon, like they just don't. They're so overdrawn. I don't know how to explain it. They're they, just so, there's wrong. too much going on. No, you're not wrong there at all. I I completely agree. Like like there is something to Ho Ho Nugia, right? Like they just they look unique, but they're not like. Let's take six ideas and shove them into one Pokemon. Um, I don't know. And again, this I'm not trying to be negative because I am excited. I can't wait to play this game. My favorite feature is that it's uh, four player, I think. Yeah, four player uh, multiplayer. And which is awesome. Four player multiplayer. That's the to me the best thing I heard about because the you know, Arceus, the legend, as much as I love that game, there's no multiplayer to it whatsoever. You can't even trade with people. That was the biggest downfall of that game, yeah. I think. Um, even though it did like everything else better. Uh, I'll be honest. I was a little, I'm a little bummed that, and it's it has nothing to do with people making the game because there's nothing they could have done. The stuff that they implemented in Arceus, I absolutely loved. Uh, it felt like such a step forward. And not three steps back uh, when it came to, you know, maneuvering around. And again, we've only seen a trailer, so I have no idea. We, we need to look at more to see, yeah. like, how's the menus? What happens when you catch a Pokemon? Does it tell you every time that you have a berry that you have a berry? And does it ask you if you want to put it away in a pocket? And then which pocket? And then seven steps later, you can move on with the game. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering, because you don't do any of that in Arceus. Arceus is, you run by something, you press A, and you pick it up, and that's it. Yeah. It's smart, it knows where to put it, and it's it's way more like um, Breath of the Wild and uh, Monster Hunter. Um I like that you could craft things, and of course that's – anyway, th- there's so much about Arceus I loved. I'm not seeing here, and it's not their fault. It's my fault for playing Arceus before this, <laughs> um, and I have to imagine that the stuff that people really loved – the the the, the um, uh, shiny system where when you catch a Pokemon, there's a list of five different things, and if you do those five different things a certain amount of times – on the list, check them off, then you have a much higher chance of catching that Pokemon as a shiny. And I like that. I love that because the other way sucks. The other way is damn near impossible to get a shiny. Yeah. Um, where this way is like it just it, it, it gives you quests. Does so anyway, all that stuff that I like about Legends, 
will be probably in the next generation because they see, oh, people really liked these things that we put in here and were were incredibly uh, new to the series and like a, a risk. That's what I meant to say, like a like a big risk. Yeah, and. If people praised it for that. They didn't like it for a lot of other things. I hope we see that in the next one, but this one has some great steps forwards with the multiplayer. It being open world, I'm curious how that's going to work. Apparently, like you can go do whatever gym you want. Yeah, there's um, it's it's very non-linear the way they talk yeah. about it. But I'm curious how that's going to work when you have you're rolling in with four people. How does that work with gyms? Uh, you, you divide and conquer. I don't know. I mean, you would just steamroll the whole thing. So, um, the all. Uh, one big thing I would wish Pokemon games would do, one of my, like, if I had a list of, like, top five things, one of them would be a difficulty level. Where I can set it to, hey, have fun, normal Pokemon game, easy peasy, blow through everything, or, like, very difficult. I think these games would be so much more challenging if you could rank up the difficulty. If you could put permadeath on there, where your Pokemon dies, it's gone, it's it's left your party. And so you have to plan exactly what you're going to be doing going into a fight. Uh, you have to be prepared, you have to come with the right stuff. Exactly like we're seeing in a lot of these other games that have been coming out recently that everyone loves. I just, if there was a difficulty level where, hey, you can play the same old Pokemon game you've always played. It's default, kids are going to love it. Or if you just want to chill on a Sunday afternoon, perfect. But if you could rank that difficulty up so it made it challenging, I think it would just it would it would I think it'd bring in an even bigger audience. People that put it down years ago, going, ah, that's a kids game. That's the, I don't play those kind of games anymore. Where if if they saw that there was a big challenge there, uh, and 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 the and the reason why I'm saying this is because the community is already doing this. Right? The Nunlock Challenge? Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah, so like the community has been doing this for years. I would hope that they see that maybe one day. Not this one because it doesn't. they're not talking about it, so I'm assuming it's not part of it. But maybe sometime down the road they're like, there's a difficulty slider. You can make it very difficult and or not. What, what do you think? Do you think that would be cool? I never – ever want to see that in a Pokemon game at all. Really? I do not need Dark Souls as a Pokemon game. No, I don't Ooh. want it. I would love that. No, I would I would absolutely hate it. Really? Yep. Well, let's see, here's, here's the great thing. You don't have to use it. I, I, it's the, default. You can play it just how you normally play it. The problem is, though, I feel like that's going to be one of those things that they're going to focus on, and it's going to take away from something else that they could have worked <sighs> on that actually would have made the game better. I feel like this is a feature that isn't actually – I think that it would actually hurt them in the long run more than it would help them. If the community wants to do it, that's fine. Let them they're do it. They're doing it. But the Pokemon the, – the games are not made – you said it yourself when you were talking about it. It's a kid's game. It is, and, and it's, it's very and, well as a kid's game. Right. I, I guess what I'm saying is people played it as kids and got older and are now way more used to uh, more of a challenge. And all I'm saying is I don't think it would be that big of a uh, of a impact. Of course, they would have to devote some time to it to implement uh, uh, difficulty levels, but – I I think that would be more than welcome for a lot of older fans who have been playing it when they were a kid 
And now it's just, I, I don't want to walk through a Pokemon game anymore. I've done that like the last, I don't know how many generations. And it's fun to, to turn like your brain off and just like have a smooth ride and enjoy the sights. I get it. I'm right there with you. But I also think it'd be awesome to have a challenge. Like, make the game as difficult as it is in as, as the final, you know, uh, uh, the final four as, as the whole game. And I, I don't think it would be that much, like, time and energy just to just bump everything every time if, if you if you slide it to a harder difficulty and the th- and the beauty of it is it doesn't take anything away from you you still have the game you love you can still play it um how you want to play it right i agree with that point and but... I, I think I, I and i think the reverse i think other games that are incredibly difficult i think those should have sliders as well i think those should definitely be more accessible to people who don't want to play that neck breaking quick controls, whatever. And they, they hear, Oh, I hear this game is awesome. It's got all these mysteries and all these crazy creatures in this world to explore. I would love to do that, but I can't because I'm, I'm not that good at those kind of games. I think it'd be great if someone could pick it up, turn the slider down and just enjoy it. Right, and I say I agree with that, but that's also a different issue, though. There, you're arguing accessibility. Making something easier so that it's accessible to more people is yeah. one thing. I think the idea of adding, you know, some kind of hard mode to Pokemon, I just, I've, I, I get I, what I you're saying. I, 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 I understand your point, and I see it. I just absolutely hate the idea. And that's which, fine. Yeah, which that, which means okay. they'll probably do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they will. I no, because I think, like you said, it's they're, they're it's kids easier games. to not do it. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying it's easier not to do it than to do it. Uh, it's easier to focus a game as a you know all the same level. And you're right; it would take a little bit more time for them to put in you know a th- a code in the game that. If you bump it up to medium, it suddenly – I mean all they would really have to do is just bump the HP a little bit, make the damage a little bit more stronger, um, make yours not as – you know, like there's just little things they could just bump it a level. And the hardest thing would be the – but I think it would be easily done is permadeath for Pokemon. If you're Pokemon Fate, they're done. You have to you have to go and find new Pokemon because you killed it, right? You know, and I don't think they would do that. <laughs> no, they because... wouldn't because again, that's that's something else. Like you have to remember, it's a kid's game, and if you I even know, even if you have, even if you have that as an optional mechanic, there are still kids that play these games. They're still primarily made for kids, and the idea of any sort of, you know, name it however you want, any kind of of permadeath or anything similar than that. Is just not going to be. It's like that's not a kid-friendly mechanic. They Regar- go to the Pokemon Shadowlands. Like you can have a whole game based on that. <laughs> but anyway, I, I get I get what you're saying, and I and I don't I don't think they'll ever do that. I'm just saying, if I had a top five things, that would be one of them because I have a lot of friends who just wouldn't pick up Elden Ring because they're just too scared of it. They're just like, oh, that's not my game. Yeah, and it's by far the game of the year. I was I was one of them. It is obscenely hard, and I, you know, that's the way they make their games, and that's fine. I would love an easy mode, but I understand why they don't have one. 
Right. But I'm I'm I am one of those in that boat. Like I would love to play the hell out of that game. I can't. I'm not that good at it. And you know the arg the counter argument to that is oh well get better. And you I know think, that's well, that's. I think they did really well with Elden Ring because they made it so much easier than the other ones. Boy, it doesn't feel like it. Oh yeah, as, as, long some, as you know, some, if you know what to do. But therein lies the the trouble, though. As someone who is not good at those games, okay, so it, it I'm doesn't not feel any different. Good at those games, right? Here's how it feels a little bit different. It's open world. Right off the bat, you can cheese mose the hell out of game if you want to. You just gotta you just look up a guide. Hey, how do I get the sword? How do I get this thing? There's a million guides on what to do to get some of the the higher level stuff early. So the fact that it's open world and it's you can go in any direction you want to. There's only there you know there's certain things that you do that will trigger the story to move ahead, right? And it, it's very different from Dark Souls or Bloodborne because they're very uh, you have to go in this direction. If you don't go in that direction, you can't progress the story. You can't get better. You you know, and if you die, then you go all the way back to a certain part, and then you have to redo that whole thing again. With Elden Ring, the beauty of it is it's open world, so you can go and you know save at any of the markers all over the place. You can teleport all over the place to any marker you want to. So you can sneak by a lot of hard things, save there, and then go kill something crazy. Go go get a katana here. Go 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 get this there. Go get this armor piece there, which is what I did. And I followed a little guide, and within a couple hours, dude, I was leveling up like crazy. And I was way more stronger. And what I did is I over-leveled my character. And then I went back and basically went to where, like, the, kind of the stuff I was supposed to do. And it was much easier because I was – all of my stats were just just way higher. My weapon was way stronger. Uh, my abilities were there. And I was able to get through most of the game like that. Like, you could not do that in Dark Souls. You can't do that in Bloodborne because it's just – it's way too linear. Yeah. So, so there, there is things in the, in Elden Ring. I think it's way more accessible than the other ones. But you're right; it is still very hard. Um, and there's no like, there's, you can't just pull down a, a, a difficulty level. But I think it should be there. I, I think it would be great so that more people can enjoy it. That's not, you know, really into the difficulty uh, of it. But yeah, I don't know. Man, I went off the <laughs> rails at that one, but yeah, I, I I liked the Pokemon game. I liked the the four player aspect of it, um, and it should be fun. I mean, let's talk about Lechonk for a second. Let Let's talk about the the newest the newest. Meet. There's always one. There's always one every generation where they're like, "Nope, this is the boy." Yeah. Like I mean, I still remember the Grookey gang. Like I mean, that was you know, it's yeah. There's always one. There's one every time. <laughs> uh, and this this year it's Lechonk. It's like all yep. right, so let's let's go. Everyone's fawning over the uh, the gym leaders too. The professors. We haven't seen any of the gym. The leaders professors. Yet. I'm yeah. sorry. The two professors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and like you said, one of them is like more of the past. Uh, the one is all tech stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm curious. I want to go in kind of blind. 
I know we've seen what we've seen. We know we've seen three Pokemon plus the the legendaries. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of want to go in blind now, like yeah, with I'm no kinda, more. Yeah, I'm kind of good with where with what with where we're at. Yeah, I don't want to see the evolutions. I don't want to see what the Pokemon I might run into because I want to just boom something pops up and I'm like, what? Wait, what the fuck is that thing over there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want that. Uh, discovery that i feel like only kids get these days because they don't really consume or maybe they do i don't know when i was a kid i didn't really consume everything i didn't see everything before i played it but i wonder if kids do now because they have like a ipad attached to their hand probably probably yeah so i don't know i want to i want to keep it a surprise so i'm sure we'll get a bunch more pokemon news between now and then but kind of want to Kind of want to. Uh, oh man, I love this artwork. I want to send you this artwork real quick. Okay. Uh, hold on. Why is this taking forever? There we go, Logan. <laughs> I love the original artwork, and uh, this artist did the legendary um, as if it's the original Japanese box art. Okay. And it looks pretty dope. I sent it to you on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. See, let me take a look at this. Um, yeah. I dig that. I like that. Yeah, that gets neat. That's really cool. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did Corridon like that. Yeah, that gets yeah. neat. I like that. Yeah, and see, here's the thing. If I were again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an artist on these people level who's making the game. I think he looks awesome. They just need to take away that tire in his neck. Yeah, I think, I think that's what overdid it for me. It's gonna be. It's gonna be important though. I'm and that's sure. The pro- and that's the problem. It's like there's, yeah. there's 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 gonna be a reason for it. It's like it's. It's never it's never good enough where it's like, but there's a reason for it. It's like, yeah, but there's mm-hmm. like it just it it does not look great. It really yeah. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but but cool man. Yeah, can't wait. Pokemon's awesome, and it looks like it's gonna playing with friends is one thousand percent what I want to do because me and my me and my friends got Legend of Arceus and we we're it's it was isolating. It was like, oh, this is fun, but we can't really like trade or do anything fun with it. So. Yeah, and another thing they showed off is that it looks like you know you'll be able to trade just anywhere. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. That was, I mean, he wasn't in a he wasn't at a terminal trading. It looked like they they were doing a trade just out in the wild somewhere. Oh, that's perfect. So I was like, I think that's I think that's neat. I like oh that. Oh my idea. god, yeah, I don't need a manual to trade. Like, please don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So perfect, yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Where were we? Uh, well, we're getting ready to talk about the state of play. All right. There was a lo- there was a surprising amount of news from the state of play. Okay, uh, let's hit it. They they led off with the the one of the worst kept secrets in the industry today, which was the Resident Evil Four remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do like how they mentioned they made a specific point in the trailer of including the line of like I feel like this time it's all different and we can do it over again. Okay. And I was like, that's just, that's, uh, I hate your foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it comes out, it comes out next March, it comes out March 24th. Uh, and something that they talked about that led into the next segment they talked about was the PSVR 2 content. Mm-hmm. Um, that Resident Evil 4 is going to have it. Resident Evil Village is going to have it. Um, they had some stuff for No Man's Sky for VR. Um, the Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners Retribution, and they also showed off uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, which looks to be an entirely VR Horizon game. So I was like, all right, cool, fine. Okay. Yeah, do you think? 
Um, I still have not tried a PlayStation VR. I don't know if I'm able with my glasses to use a PlayStation VR or not um, because of the because of how my lenses work. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I think they make them pretty good for glasses now, right? Well, it's it's not it's not so much about like the size or shape or any or, or it's not about the size or anything. It's about the the shape of them really. Oh, um, uh, okay. Because of how. Uh, how my prescription is the way they have to shape my lenses. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if if that's going to be a problem or not. And then the only way to do that is to try, but I don't know anybody that has one to try it. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but, I had I had the first VR, but it was one of those things where I had it for like six months to a year, and I felt like I had the most fun showing it to people, and then I wasn't really playing it by myself. Yeah. So, and the, the best games that I had for it were all, like, cockpit games, which are awesome. Any any cockpit game where you're, like, in a tank or you're a fighter jet where you're not moving but everything kind of around you is, is, is sick. Right. So, like, Star Wars and stuff oh. like that. Oh, cool. yeah, like, Star Wars Squadrons on VR would be fantastic. Like, I would yes. love that. Um, yeah. It, Ace Combat 7 has uh, some mm-hmm. VR stuff. Yeah. I think that, I do, I think that would be really cool. Oh yeah, I would love a Star Wars game where you're the Empire and one of those walkers. <laughs> that would be neat. One Dude, of those just chicken get... walkers or something. Did you remember the the Star Wars arcade trilogy? Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. the 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 thing yes, that was exactly like, like just give me that in VR. Like that's it. Just emulate that in a VR headset. Done. Exactly. Give put me in a snow speeder. <laughs> Let's replay that level again for the millionth time and I, have I'd a blast. Do it, do it in a heartbeat. Yes. Do it in a heartbeat. Like absolutely, it's iconic for a reason. Like everybody wants mm-hmm. to 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 get in the speeder and hog tie the 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 walkers. Yep. Like absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, they. Mm, we'll we'll talk about it. We won't come a little bit. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but they they uh, they moved on to Spider Man. Uh, they announced it's going to come to PC on August twelfth. And later okay. this year, uh, Miles is going to come to PC. Yeah, everything's going to PC for Sony. Yeah, they're they're, they're branching out because they kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, smart. Um, but they, a lot of my uh, friends who don't have a PlayStation Five and just a PC, they're pretty excited. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, and I think this is also part of. I don't think you know. I think there's there's a bit of a lead in in some way to you know the play the new PlayStation Plus thing and oh. what that's going to have because i think that's going to also work the, you know how there's game pass on pc i think there's definitely going to be like playstation plus on pc at some point in the near future if that's right. not part of it already when it comes oh, okay. out um they showed off some more of stray which is that weird like you play as a cat in a mm-hmm. world of robots game yeah, it looks sweet. Um, it looks really fun. Um, it's going to be – it comes out July 19th. It is part of the new PlayStation Plus deal. Um, it is on Oh, that. so if I just have PlayStation Plus, I'll get that on in July 19th? Well, if you have the premium or the extra tiers because remember, it's a three-tier system. So if I have the regular PlayStation Plus, I don't get the free games? You don't get that particular free game. Oh. The other free games are already out. It's uh, Naruto, Shinobi Strikers, uh, God of War, and something else. Oh, I can't no, remember. that's for July 19th. No, Stray is for July 19th, yeah. It's not a free regular It's not a July game. Right. It's just It comes out on July 19th, and much like games that come out on Game Pass, this will be on the not basic PlayStation Plus tiers. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. 
That's silly. It's it's it, yeah, I agree. Um, but so is the idea. It, well, but here's the thing though, PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live were are still things by themselves. You can have Live and not have Ultimate and not have Game Pass. I think you that's know, silly too. I I kind of agree, but that's you know, I. I hate that Sony has three tiers to their system. Um, it's so confusing. It, and Xbox yeah. is a little bit because, like you said, you have two different things. But that's the thing. PlayStation Xbox has, was like Xbox has two. Either you have Live, yeah. or you have Game Pass, or you have both. With Sony, it's like you have Plus, or you have Plus Premium, or you have Plus Extra, and it's like that's too much. Like you guys, that, no, much. you needed to just have two. Like, I like it. how Xbox was like, if you have Ultra, you get it on Xbox, PC, whatever. If you just have Game Pass, it's just on Xbox. I don't think Game Pass Ultimate carries over to PC. I think that's a separate subscription. Game Pass Ultimate is on both. Is it? Um, yeah. So okay. you can either do just PC and it's cheaper. Um, Game Pass Ultimate is for both. Like I have it right now and I can have it on both. Okay, interesting. Because I, yeah. I have Ultimate – because Ultimate comes with, with – Ultimate is just Game Pass and uh, and live. Like when you do it from a console, you can that's that's the option for both is just Ultimate. When I I mean I remember the cards had like a PC on it. Um, there is there is one that is just Game Pass for PC, but that doesn't have live. That's not Ultimate. So when well see maybe nah. maybe I spoke too soon. Well, maybe but here's no 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 here's thing. it's it's the same it's the same thing though it's the same thing as you have on the console where you don't have live but you have alt but you have Game Pass. There is a there is specifically just a Game Pass for PC. Right, there's just one for PC and it right. was cheaper. And there is but... also just one for console. Right, right, right. But if you wanted to have both, Game Pass Ultimate would be the one you would want, right? I do know that Game I I say now you see Game Pass Ultimate is live plus Game Pass. No, no, no. So okay, so Game Pass Ultimate. When I'm looking at the card, it has a picture of a PC plus a picture of Xbox plus Gold. Does that make sense? So like I'm looking at the card itself. Okay. Like if you Google if you Google uh, Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you'll see, like, all the people selling it, and it will have a picture of a PC, it'll have a plus sign, an Xbox console, and then a plus sign, and it's gold. So it's doing what you're saying. It's It comes with gold, but it also comes with Xbox Game Pass uh, for both of the console and the, um, and the PC. Okay. Yeah. And what people were doing for the longest time was just buying Xbox Gold, <laughs> not having an account, and then it converts automatically for up to three years. So, like, when my brother got his PC for the first time, right, he went on Amazon, grabbed, I forget how many years of Xbox Gold, put it in, and it says, we're converting this to Xbox Ultimate. Uh, and then he is, like, three years of Ultimate for, like, I think it was like 60 bucks a year. Jesus. So completely robbed them. But Xbox doesn't really care right now. They haven't stopped it. They know it's happening. PlayStation, Sony stopped it immediately. Oh, they <laughs> slammed the brakes on it. Like I was actually getting ready. Like I had just bought a card to renew mine because yeah. mine was not set up on auto renew and they would not redeem it. Right. Like I'm I'm out the money for that for, for that card. Yeah. I think Microsoft's just 
They're just kind of like, like, whatever. People are spending money on it. We don't care. Yeah, they're just riding through it. And I think until they run out of those cards. So the the thing with Game Pass Ultimate Mm -hmm. is is that it does – is that it is for both. Right. But the big thing – because I didn't – I just didn't know it also included PC. I thought it was just you got got Game Pass and you got Live – um, but it's just Game Pass across the board and live mm-hmm. uh, and EA Play. Something that's interesting, right. if you get just Game Pass for the console, it does not come with EA Play. And that makes sense, I guess, because the ultimate is the ultimate bundle. It's got right. everything. And it's an extra five bucks. Like, I mean, deal with it. It's yeah. not that big a deal. And it's because, it, I mean, live is more expensive than that, right? Live is more than five bucks a month. Or, uh, yeah, gold, like gold is more yeah. than five bucks a month. Right. So, I mean, it's a better, it's a better deal to get ultimate anyway. Like, it, oh yeah, totally. And again, man, it's just, I love what Xbox is doing. I love how easy it is. Yeah. It's a Sony bu- made it extra complicated. They did. But I also, at the end of the day, I hate that both of these still do this. I wish that. They Xbox got rid of gold because it's fucking pointless. That's it, they're robbing you completely. There's no reason they should be doing that. Same with Sony. They don't need PlayStation. The only reason I think what happened was so was Sony and Microsoft realized we've been robbing people for years by saying, well, you can play online for this. We have to give them something extra because it's insane that we keep doing this. Yeah. And so they were like, well, we got to add games in there to make to spice it up. And then X, Xbox went com- completely insane when they were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to offer everything. Um, I think Game Pass is definitely the future. Um, Sony obviously had to do something. Um, but if you own a PC, you don't pay shit. Yeah. To, 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 to go online and, and play Call of Duty with your friends. In fact, if you just download the Epic Game Store – you get two or three free games a week. I, I just got the whole Borderlands collection this week. Um, I forgot, wait, hold on, let's see. What's the newest one right now? Uh, Bioshock, I, got, I think, was Bioshock. Was, the bio, it was Bioshock the Collection, wasn't it? it Bioshock wasn't... the Collection. Yeah, I just got Wolfenstein free right now. So like, they're doing what PlayStation Plus and Xbox does, um, what they used to do, but they're doing it for free. Yeah. Um, they're not obviously doing the Xbox Game Pass or anything like that. Um, but it's just I, I don't know. I, I I have the PlayStation Plus because I like playing online, but I haven't played my PlayStation in a long time. I feel like it's just there. Um, if it was my only console, I could totally see why. It's like you have to have it. But I don't know if I would pay the extra monthly um for a long period of time if that makes sense i don't know if i don't know if what they're offering would entice me enough to do that it depends it's good the biggest the biggest thing is it's going to depend on what their library looks like yeah like that's that's the big thing um and you know time will tell like that's that's really all there is to it um, yeah, I you know, and I said this I think last time. At launch, it's probably not going to be worth it. Um, mm-hmm. Just by its very nature, it's just yeah. going to be a thing where it's like, nah, there's not enough on here to justify it. Yeah, um, which is just going to be part of it. I guess just how it's going to go. Right. Um, but we'll see over time. Will it catch up to Game Pass? I no, 
No, I doubt it. Uh, well, yeah, I highly doubt it. As much as I'm looking forward to Straight, even my friend, she we've been playing Warcraft forever, and she really wants to play Stray. Uh, and I told her about that, but she found out it was going to be on PC, so she's literally just going to get it for PC. Yeah. Um, it, it the the real thing I think the real game changers is it's God of War going to be on it. Like the 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 God of War God of War is free this month. So. Right, right, right. I'm talking about the new one. That the comes new one? Out. Nah, it won't be. And that's why people get the. That's why people get the ultimate game pass. They, they want the newer games. Uh, I think that's a big selling point. So we'll see. I guess. Um, but yeah, God of War is back on. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, isn't that the thing everyone has? If they have, if they have, PS Plus. It was part of the cl- okay, so no because. It was part of the PS Plus collection, which was only for five owners, I think. For five owners. For five for PS Five owners. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think that's I think that's the PS Plus collection. Okay, gotcha. Um, oh hell, because now I'm gonna have to look. No, you're right. It's that, that's what I thought. Is I think it's yeah I think it's just I I do I think it's just for PS Five owners. Um, that's right. That's right. Okay, but. Yeah. So I don't, again, why does Sony have to make this shit so complicated? Yeah. Um it's okay. We we but can move on. we'll see what's what they do with this going forward. And they, you know, they've released kind of a list of of the games that there's going to be on it and mm-hmm. kind of not cuz it's always like games such as and I'm just like that's not helping people, guys. Like stop saying yeah. game, games like no god, just just <laughs> enough, just stop. <laughs> Um, yeah. But anyway, that starts. Uh, anyway, the biggest thing is that um, the the premium one is the the top one. You know, okay. that's the the monthly. If you have if you have just PlayStation Plus, just like normal, just like you have now. If you have just PlayStation Plus, the essential is the package they call it. You still get the monthly games. You still get the discounts. You still get the cloud storage. You still get the online. That stuff is all there. Yeah. Your normal PlayStation Plus does not change in that sense. Um, what you get for the deluxe tier, what gets added on, is the is the PlayStation Now kind of uh, catalog. You yeah. get a lot of those uh, PS4 and 5 games, um, and you get um, some, like, they, they always implement these things that, almost nobody uses except EA, which is the like time limited game trials where Mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, download this and play for an hour. And it's only ever like EA stuff. Um, and then premium, which is the top tier, which is the, I think it's 1799 a month. If I remember right, that's Mm -hmm. the one where you get all the backwards compatibility stuff. You know, the PlayStation, PlayStation two, PlayStation Vita, PSP games. And then you can stream the PS three games. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason that you have to stream the PS3 games and you've never been able to download PS3 games is because Sony, because of how the architecture for the PS3 was yeah. so funky. And so yeah, it's never yeah. going to be backwards compatible. PS3 games are just off in their own land. They're on their own island and they forever will be. So go buy a PlayStation 3. <laughs> hey, good luck finding one. Yeah. Oh, I tried to buy a VHS player the other day. It, I saw how expensive they were. Those you can probably find at Goodwill. Like they, like that's a kind that's of thing true. you can find there. Oh, well, um, on Amazon, they're six hundred bucks. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to swing by Goodwill tomorrow and see, like, because they have, like, DVD players out the ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, like, I am sure there's a VHS player there for, like, 350 Yeah. And I, I don't mean 350 of... I mean $3.50. Right. Yeah, because they have a box of VHS, but I, I don't even know if they work anymore. I don't know how... Tape, tape lasts. Stores. No, tape lasts. It does? Yeah, tape lasts good, a good long time. Oh, okay. So I was like, that'd be cool to have like a VHS it's, player it on does, the TV. It, it does degrade after yeah. a certain point because everything does. Uh-huh. But, but tape tape lasts pretty good, I think. Okay. How long does VHS tape last? Uh, anywhere from 10 to 25 years. Um, before you oh. get... Before you – well, here's, here, here's the thing. In general, VHS deterioration of 10 to 20 percent occurs over a period of 10 to 25 years. Better quality tapes have a longer lifespan, as do VHH, VHS tapes that have been kept in a climate-controlled setting. So were they sitting in a box in a shed? No, they were in my in my air conditioning. Well, some, uh, well no, it's always been air conditioning. Man, that's just sad to think that at some point in time all VHS will be – gone well i mean you know not everything lasts like everything physical eventually falls apart i know I so just does every... real sad let's talk about something good so, so does <laughs> everything kidding. digital um <laughs> yeah, that's true let's uh let's talk about the callisto protocol which is the <laughs> dead space game that's not a dead space game from the studio made up of people who worked on dead space but this is not the dead space remake Right, and that that made my head hurt because as soon as I started watching it, I was like, "Sweet, this is the Dead Space remake." And it's like, it's called the Callisto Protocol, and I was like, "No, it's called Dead Space." And it's like, "No, it's it's by (laughs) the people who made Dead Space, but they're their own studio now." It's like, so they made another Dead Space game, like basically, yeah. All right, cool. It looks neat. It looks terrifying. Like I'm I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. It's it's they call it whatever they want. It's Dead Space. I don't care. Those games are spooky. Yeah. Um, but uh, that comes out December second. No, I'm looking forward to it. Like I think it'll be neat. Yeah. Um, they showed off Roller Drome, which is exactly awesome. what it sounds like. Um, oh my god, I loved it. It's it's Tony Hawk with with guns. It pretty much. I loved it. I sent it to my friend who she roller skates and was like, "Check this out." She's like, "Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, we got to get that." It's like it's 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 extreme roller derby. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, they showed off uh, something it. called Eternites, which I was like, "Okay, that was a thing." Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out next year. Yeah. They showed this. This cracked me up. Uh, they showed uh, the story mode for Street Fighter Six, which is a phrase I never thought I'd say. Oh, I knew that was coming after Mortal Kombat killed it. I, I just, I never thought they'd really do that with Street Fighter because they haven't really? done it before. And I know, but I mean, <laughs> there was the thing. Like five, they five came out after Mortal Kombat started doing good That's story. That's true. Modes. So they had, like, they had time if they had wanted to. Um, and now yeah. it's like, oh no, it's gonna have like an actual story mode. That's like, that's okay. Well, that's well now I, now I think it's the standard because like not sure. just Mortal Kombat soon, but every fighter game is having a story mode. Sure. Yeah. It, yeah. I've, yeah. Man. Oh yeah. I love Street Fighter. I can't wait for this. Yeah, I'm excited about it. like that. Genuinely made me excited for Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like oh, I, yeah. I enjoy Street Fighter, and I'll pick up a Street Fighter when you know, like if they're cheap or like if I can get it from GameFly or something. But this actually, like, I'm actually excited for this one. Yeah, um, and Ken and Ryu look rough. <laughs> yeah, they've boy, they've yeah, they've had some miles. Yeah, it's, which is eight, awesome. At 80 years, it's the mileage. But I mean, my God, yeah. this is a franchise that's been around for 30 some years now. Mm-hmm. 30? Are we 35 years? I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. That's kind of crazy to think about. God, when did the first? Because and you know, I mean, we have the Capcom Fighting Collection 
mm-hmm. comes out later this month. Um, dear God, 35 years. It'll be 35 years this year. August yeah. August 12th, 1987. Holy it's, hell. It's too bad. I know they did something with Tekken, but it's too bad we can't get Street Fighter Mortal Kombat to like lend each other characters. It'll never, never happen. I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say never say never because... I think there there could be a point where it makes sense business wise for both of them to like, yo, here hey, here's here's some Mortal Kombat characters, or hey, here's some Street Fighter characters, and here are some of the rules where you can't like like please don't make their eyeballs pop out, kind of thing. Never gonna happen. You don't think so? Nope. Why not? Because Bandai Namco and Capcom are not both gonna go almost bankrupt and have to team up to save themselves with a crossover fighting game. Never gonna happen. Oh man, they did it with Tekken. Like, easy peasy. They put Tekken characters in there, no problem. Right? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, you don't, they, they did, though. Yeah, but I mean, they, oh. did it, they did it once, and it tanked. And so they That's canceled true. it the other way. Yeah, because no one wanted that. People, they want Mortal Kombat Street Fighter. Never going to happen. And I, no? I know I said Bandai Namco because we were talking about Tekken. I meant NetherRealm. Yeah. Um, never going to happen. Right. Here's the thing. I don't think they need to. I think they're perfectly fine doing their own thing, but... I would love it. I've always wanted to see those two crossover. It doesn't have to be completely gory, violent, or anything like that, but it would be nice to see them. Because I feel like we're just going to keep getting DC and uh, and Mortal Kombat and then Marvel and Street Fighter. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. I can't wait for that one. Um, cool. Yeah, Story Mode looks awesome. Yeah. That's, but no, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, they showed a little bit more of Tunic, which comes out September 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed off a really interesting game. Uh, what was it? Season? A Letter to the Future? That was the the one that looked like it was like following a photographer or something. Oh, okay. Like that looked, like that looked kind of interesting. Um, and it comes out this fall. Mm-hmm. And then they showed the big Final Fantasy 16 trailer. I didn't see that. Look. You didn't see the... Oh. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm hyped. It comes out next year. It comes out next summer. So probably a year from, I'm going to say a year from today. Okay. Uh, just just to laugh and be like, hey, remember a year ago today when I said this game comes out in a year? Like, right. <laughs> it won't. It'll be either later in June or probably early July. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming it doesn't get pushed, which it probably will. Um, and of course, you know, everybody was bummed. Like they showed this trailer and it was awesome. And then they're like, cool. And now some seven remake part two news. And it was just like, guys, no, no. <laughs> it's well. way, it's way too early for that. No chill. Right. Everybody just, just relax. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was a good state of play. It was, a, yeah. it was a real solid state of play. Yeah, and we got more video game stuff this week. We got a whole bunch of stuff tomorrow. Oh, okay. Or today, technically. It, wait, is it the 9th? Yeah. I thought it was the 12th. I thought today was the summer of play. Summer, or what is it called? The Jeff Keighley thing. The Summer Game Fest? Oh, yeah. God, that is today. Fuck, I was thinking about the, the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, which is on the 12th. Right, the 12th, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's a day and a half. Like, the next couple of days is like a bunch of... There's going to be a lot of game news over the next, like, week. Yeah, We'll have have a lot to talk about next Uh, week, for sure. Yeah, they're already talking about the Marvel's Midnight Suns is supposed to pop up this week. Um, Sweet. There's... 
I really, I love this, I love Polygon's headline, where to watch Summer Game Fest and not E3 2022 live stream news events. <laughs> right? God, oh, get wrecked. Speaking of E3, real quick, Jeff Gersman left Giant Bomb. Did you okay. see this? No, I didn't. No, tell me about it. So if you – I know you know Jeff Gersman is, but if you don't know who Jeff Gersman is, he's still a threat. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's like his phrase. Um, he famously – well, he worked – okay, he's been to every E3. He uh, skipped his graduation to go to E3. I mean, fair. Um, yeah, so that's how much like video games is like in his blood. Um, and he's one of the rare older guys in, in gaming that isn't burnt out and like – still loves it and talks about it like a little bit more maturely than you're like, Hey, I'm an influencer now. Got, you know, kind of like that. Um, he infamously left GameSpot. He, so GameSpot and IGN at the time, this was, I don't know what time frame it was in the early two thousands, uh, or no, late, or, I don't know, like 2008, 2006. I'm, try, I'm trying to th- remember what years he was really rolling there with. Uh, oh, wait, what was uh, the game that he left GameSpot for? Um, or because of? Because of. Was it, it was Kane like and Kane Lynch? Kane and Lynch, God, yeah. God, there was so much shit around those games. Yes, what was Kane and Lynch? When did that come out? Oh, my God, a decade ago, at least. A decade ago, yeah, if yeah, not yeah. more, Kane and the God, I couldn't tell you. 2007. Okay, so that's when he left GameSpot. Fifteen years, Jesus. Yeah. So when he was at GameSpot, he was doing what people are doing now. He, him, and his team at GameSpot really were like, we can do video games, reviews and stuff like that in a fun way. We don't have to talk down to our audience, and we can be a little bit like we can be a little cool. We don't have to be. Here's the review done over with. IGN at the time was doing kind of the same thing. And of course, G4 was G4. Um, But they were doing it on the internet um, before pretty much anyone else. And at the time, he essentially, long story short, he put up a review for Candid Lynch and editorial came in and said, we need to bump that seven up to a higher number. And he said no. And they canned him. And so... His that just shows you his integrity in the in the gaming world where a lot of people look at IGN, they look at GameSpot and they see that that review doesn't really line up with most people. And or or you'll 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 see a number and then you'll hear the review and you're like, well, that doesn't really match up. (laughs) Um, And he was kind of the, the infamous for saying, no, I'm not doing that. And they canned him. So they fired him and then he kind of went to his house. And, you know, he tells the story. He's, he had a few beers with some friends, didn't know what re, re, what he was really going to do, but he know he still wanted to do video games. And he came up with Giant Bomb. And he then took the entire staff of <laughs> GameSpot at the time, pretty much. Alex and Jeff and a bunch of other people left and joined him. And they had Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb was – it was just so different at the time. They were doing YouTube before YouTube, literally. Uh, because they have their own website, they put up their own videos. They had a Patreon before Patreon was a thing, uh, and that's kind of how they survived and made their money. And they made so much of it to the point where, not too long ago, 
CNET, who owns GameSpot, C, or uh, I think at the time it was like Whiskey Media or C, uh, I don't know, one of these big corporations, CBS, that's what it was, purchased him. So he sold <laughs> Giant Bomb to them um, not too long ago and made a ton of money and essentially was just like they were very hands-off. They wanted him to still keep doing what he was doing keep making money the way he was making money and it wasn't going to be like GameSpot. And uh, like about a year ago, I think exactly a lot of the people that he started the company with left. They went to next lander. They're kind of doing their own thing. And who knows why he left right now? He never, he didn't really say, or he said basically he's burned out at doing everything that doesn't have to do with video games. Fair enough. And yeah, and he's like, when you're running this operation, it's the you, it's the business of it that kills it's, you. It's the bills business of it that was killing him, and yeah. he didn't care about any of that. He cared about the video games. He wanted. He goes, I, I want to talk five hours a day about video games if someone wants to listen to me. I don't want to spend five hours a day figuring out the numbers and how we're going to get this and get that. When if he can just do his own thing. And that's what he's doing. He's literally just – he's solo. So he's going to have people in to talk about stuff. But he's just putting his thing up on Patreon. I think he already has like 6,000 people that signed up for him. But uh, he's doing his own thing on Twitch. He's doing his own YouTube channel. He's just – Jeff Gerstmann's doing his own thing. And he can kind of get back to doing what he likes instead of figuring out the week-to-week and shows and everything else and paying everybody and – the merch and it just all of it got way too much according to him. Uh, and he didn't even talk about that much. He was just like, you know, I love those guys. I just, I needed to do my own thing. And giant bomb, um, is still giant bomb. They actually brought back Dan Riker. Dan Riker went to do WWE for a couple of years. And he was also one of my favorites on giant bomb. And it sucked that he left. He went and did a podcast with, uh, uh, new day. He was their, um, producer and, he wasn't able to talk about wrestling for two years, <laughs> you know, and now he can't. Now he does like watch alongs and stuff. He just did one today about uh, watching AEW. And he's an awesome insight because he knows all these guys. You know, he's like, oh, he didn't, he doesn't know much about the Finley guy there. He's like, but Fifth Finley, I was in a Clash of Clans uh, guild with him and he's pretty fun. And I'm just <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Rewind? And he's talking about like, he's like, look at, um, uh, oh God, who's that? Who's. Who's the guy that has the Canadian belt right now? Or the, what's the, that belt? The fucking what now? Don't they have like – it has Canada's flag on it. I don't oh, know what it is. Oh, Adam Cole. He won the, Adam Cole. the Owen yeah, Hart yeah. Uh, Invitational Tournament. Yeah, Yeah. he's like, look at his shirt. Doesn't it look like a Buffalo Wild Wings shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and Adam, Adam Cole sent him money because he was at Buffalo Wild Wings last night. It was oh, like man. he knows all of these people. And he's friends with all of them, and now he can actually talk about everything. Uh, and he has nothing but love for, of course, New Day. And he wants WWE to do good. Uh, he's way more interested in AEW at the moment, though. Um, and so anyway, <laughs> yeah. So when Jeff left, he came in. He's now the creative director. They brought in all, a bunch of other faces as well. Um, so Giant Bomb is still going to be fine. They're going to do their thing. And Jeff Gersman is now doing his own thing, which is interesting. Um, so we'll see where all that goes. I feel like everyone from Giant Bomb is like – they're all at different schools. They're all at different locations now. But <laughs> um, 
but you know maybe one day they'll all get back together and do a, a show because man their e th- e3's dead right like the, their e3 after show parties were were legendary yeah you know they they had they did their after show where they would bring on all of these people you just saw get up on stage and then they would have them drink and talk about video games and boy did they have some stories so anyway anyway uh sorry we can get into the next thing <laughs> um but yeah uh yeah speaking of people leaving places joe quesada is bouncing out of marvel yeah dude end of an error right like yeah he's responsible for i think the best best years of marvel at, at least to me because it was the years that in, i was in the I, I mean for at least for the modern era for sure for, for modern era yeah, yeah i'm sorry yeah. yeah i mean he came Everything in that came before of course um yeah very important but i guess for people our age marvel because uh, i mean marvel in the mid to late 90s like 95 96 was almost bankrupt like they damn near went bankrupt um yeah and it was in no small part like this is not a you know like he because Casada started Marvel Knights he started yeah. that imprint him and Kevin Smith yep with their Daredevil comics started Marvel mm-hmm. Knights imprint in ninety eight and uh-huh. that springboarded and I mean you know you had this was also when along the same time like that was the big thing but then you got guys coming in that was when you got like Hickman came in and and mm-hmm. and slot down the road and um. Oh, help me out here. And Bendis, you know, Bendis. all of these guys. Oh, yeah, um, Bendis was, I what, mean. Uh, Brubaker came in. Like, that was when you got, like, everybody who wrote so much of, and basically everything for the last 20 years that was just phenomenal Marvel comics came yeah. in around this time, and Casada was just top of the class. And in two right. years, he went to, he, he became editor-in-chief. Yes. Like, and and he's been he's been there with hasn't him. been a there hasn't been a miss for Daredevil since then. I think I think consistently Daredevil has been the best comic since he started because you just look at all the different runs and they all knock him out of the park. You can't really say the same for a lot of the other ones like Avengers and X-Men and stuff like that. But Daredevil, man, every run you're like, hey, pick this up. This is great. This yeah. is awesome. Um, and he, yeah, you, you're right. He he started all of that he's the person responsible for ultimate comics um a couple other lines like i think epic was another one but ultimate was entirely him yeah let's do ultimate comics um and of course brian michael bendis just completely knocked it out of the park and it became what your favorite comic of all time right like ultimate spider-man hands down yeah ultimate spider-man definitely so i I love i love amazing and it has Mm -hmm. you know i mean it has the the problem with the fact that it's you know coming up on a thousand issues is that it, it for for all the hits that it has it also has more than its fair share of misses, um, but ultimate I think is just hit after hit after hit even when they yeah. decided to do clones and everybody just went are you fucking insane you don't touch clones of Spider Man don't you know better he said no no I got a plan watch this mm-hmm. and actually did something really interesting with it and the way that the clone saga there ended was a phenomenal you know sort of critique on yeah by the way peter parker has superpowers and is constantly bullied by everyone and everything mm-hmm. why is he not a supervillain right. it's like because he's a good kid and yeah. it was such a like to see him have that moment with nick fury was just like ah damn mm-hmm. like that was insane um, yep but i you know like i mean it's 
it's crazy everything that's happening. You think about that, like, you think about, like, damn, it's 22 years, but then you think about it, and you're like, man, it's only 22 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Spider-Man's been around, I mean, it's it's coming up on, what, it's 60 years this year, right? Yeah, yeah. God, damn, he's been around forever. Yeah, it was August, it was August of, of 62, that's right, Amazing Fantasy 15. And, well, and, and for a third of that, you know, you had... Joe Casada at some level in Marvel, mostly around the top. He's he resigned as he, he moved away from editor in chief. What twenty? Oh, shit, I can't remember. But it was when uh, was it when Alex Ross took over? I think was it around that time? Because he moved up to being like head of creative. What was he? Creative chief creative officer or something? Um. Uh, 2011, he stepped down as editor in chief. Yeah, and uh, or, uh, Axel Alonso, not Alex Ross. Axel Alonso was the was oh, the guy okay. who who, uh, who stepped in. Yeah, um, but I mean, th- you look back, you look at Avengers Disassembled, House of M, Secret War, um, Civil. I was going to say Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. Like it or not, one more day. That whole Spider-Man thing. That's probably, I think the thing people most look at for him and go, I don't like that. But that's like a drop in the hat for all the other things that he overlooked. Planet Hulk, um, World War Hulk, Annihilation. Like these, the Annihilation rebooted essentially the love for the uh, space part of Marvel. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, all this stuff that you hear about now is Annihilation was what brought all of that back into the yeah. uh you know, and that was happening like at the exact same time as Civil War, which is insane. Um, you have the all the X Men stuff, the Messiah War, all that stuff. You have uh, Thano Initiative. You have uh, Fear itself. You have the whole X Men schism and all that stuff. Age of Ultron. Like this, this is just such such like a back to back to back to back, just hit after hit after hit after hit. Um, that it. I don't know. It's it's kind of untouched, I think, uh, unless you're talking about like the you know uh, X Men in its heyday, or you know the original where with Stan Lee and yeah, you, you have to go out. back to you have to go back to Lee and Ditko, you know, yeah. to 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 the you know arguably the golden era to exactly. to see anything like this. Like it's but, but man, but man, was Avengers so much fun to read during this time frame, right? Like I, I think back to Avengers Disassemble. That's when I that's when I started reading comics again. I remember picking that up from Walden Bookstore, and thinking, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" <laughs> there's there's a blast, too. right? Books, Brian Michael man. Bendis, and then I was told you got to read Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men. Something and, and, and something else that he and Bendis did that doesn't get talked about a lot, and there's arguably good mm-hmm. reason for that was the Max imprint. Oh yeah, the max the, imprint. Yeah, the 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 really kind of hardcore. Like, hey, we need to take these guys and tell more adult themed stories with them. And yeah. some of them were not fantastic, but I will mm-hmm. I will put Punisher Max down as oh, yeah. as on par with some of the best runs of any character ever. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it fit it's, him. Perfectly. It's like a seventy five issue run, I think, because it also got rebranded for like its last like dozen issues or whatever. Because there was a it was like it went from the Punisher to like Punisher Frank Castle Max or something, but it, it ran. It was a seventy-five issue run, and it was just fantastic. Like it yeah. was, it was, it it wasn't afraid to show like, hey, by the way, 
yeah, Frank kills people, but mm-hmm. here's like they went hardcore into PTSD and yeah. and gang violence, and they like they, like it was. It, it, yeah, you you showed up for the fact that yeah it was the Punisher you know killing gangsters and bad guys. Right. You stayed for the fact that it was a great social commentary on just how fucked all this was. Oh yeah, um, yeah exactly. I uh, by the way, I hear the new Punisher is really great with Jason Aaron. Here he's doing a great job on it. Nice, very cool. Well, yeah, that's not that's not surprising. It's Jason Aaron. Right. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, dude, it was it was hit after hit, and this was like. Man, were these some great years to get back into comics? I think we got. I don't. I don't know when you got back into them. Um, I think probably the same time. I I got back in. I came in a few years later, but I came back in through okay. Ultimate Spider-Man. Like oh, that. Okay, that yeah. was what brought me back in. Was Ultimate Spider-Man because I yeah. was. It was like, hey, you know, you should read this. It was because it was really kind of as it was winding down. Oh, okay. Um, it was actually towards the end of it because um, I yeah. had dabbled here and there, and like I always kind of read Amazing Spider-Man off and on. But mm. my my biggest dive back into comics was was close to the end of of Ultimate Spider-Man, at least of Peter Parker's run in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I should I should really read this because I'd read a couple, and I played the the GameCube game. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, which was fun as hell, and I was like, "God, this is a weird." Like, I didn't know anything about it at the time, and then you know, picked up a couple <laughs> of the comics, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is kind of neat." Um, and then yeah. I got back into it, like I say, years later, and was just like, "Damn, man, this is, this is good. Like, this yep. is so, so good." Yeah. Um, and then you know, like that, and of course, you know, that's that was, I think that was also like the first time where I was really like, "No, I need to see like what's." Okay, who wrote this? Mm-hmm. Like that was the, that was absolutely the first time where I was just like, all right, who wrote this? Because damn, this is amazing. And saw like it had, you know, you had one writer who had a run on a comic. That was yeah. my first introduction to that idea of like one person grabbing a comic and just being like, this is mine and I'm gonna run with it. Yeah. Um, and oh, then yeah. you know again. You know the same kind of thing and the same character. You know, I fell in love with mm-hmm. with Dan Slott's writing when he did Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, and I mean he did that for a he did that for what a decade. Oh yeah, like it was it Easy. was nuts. But you know, I mean Bendis was was you know one of the ones who who wrote on Avengers Disassembled. He wrote on on Secret Invasion. You know, I mean mm-hmm. Dark Avengers. Like I mean it's there's oh yeah it's it's crazy how much of of that era. Dark he, Rain. He, he, God, yes, Dark Rain. God. Yeah, Siege with it with uh, what's his face with, uh, with Norman Osborn when yeah. they had to when he was it was what Hammer right instead of Shield. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it wasn't even Sword. It was it was Hammer. But you got the the Dark Avengers and uh, which led to one of my favorite underutilized characters ever because it was when Mac Gargan was mm-hmm. Venom and he runs into Eddie Brock and that's when you get Anti Venom. Yeah, and that exactly. I loved Anti Venom, and I hated that they never really did anything with him. Yeah, um, not the you know the his crowning moment was was during uh, was was actually during Spider Island, and then again mm-hmm. you know with uh, uh, go down swinging. Yeah, like that's you know they they could have done so much more with that character. Spider Island, that's another one. Yeah. Siege of War, or it's not Siege of Orgamore, that's World of Warcraft. Uh, Siege and uh, Secret Invasion, of course, I was going to say. They're doing a TV show about it. Like, yeah. I feel like all of the names they picked for the movies and TV shows, it's probably during the time frame 
that Joe Quesada was running things at Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it. Um, yeah, man. It's – what a career. Uh, I also was reading, and I didn't realize this, that he was the – he was credited as the artist for the opening sequence for Mallrats. Him and uh, inker Jimmy Pomeliotti. Oh, I can never pronounce his last name. Pomeliotti. Pomeliotti, yeah. Yeah. That uh, doesn't surprise me because of his work with, with Kevin Smith on Daredevil. Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Yep. Um, and 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 a hat tip to something else that that Casada did. He was um, never afraid to sit down and talk to fans. He was right. one of the first like higher ups to sit in at panels or to have like web discussions. Like he did not shy away from, you know, I because I mean, God, I even though I wasn't really reading it at the time, I remember the one more day backlash. Yeah. Everybody, everybody does. And he was he was not afraid to sit down and say, no, here's why here's why that decision was made. And, yeah. you know, like it or not, he he stuck to his guns and, mm-hmm. you know, fair enough to him for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, what was it? Cup of Joe, right? That was the Cup of Joe. the series that he did. And he like I mean, he he put himself out there for it. He put himself front and center as like he was editor in chief. So the mm-hmm. buck stopped with him and he owned it. Yeah. And I think I think that was probably the one thing that I've seen most nerds get upset about, right? Like they, you know, but love it, like you said, love it or hate it, he made a decision, he ran with it, and you know, well, uh, there, there's they still tease that to this day of oh sure oh, of yeah. Peter Parker and and Mary Jane because it was terrible and it was a horrible idea. Yes, uh, but and it, it was one of the most like obvious like editorial getting in the way of a story and just putting their foot down. Like we just can't have Peter Parker grown up. Yeah. Like it's not like Superman. It has children in a TV show right now <laughs> and people love it on the CW. Um, you know, uh, it's just, it's, you know, what's the saying? Like, uh, you know, I don't know if he sticks to his guns today about that. Uh, who knows? He probably, I don't know. I, I guess he probably was still cool with the decision. Um, but it's just funny to see comics nowadays, like totally accept older heroes growing up and having families and it totally be a, something people are interested in. Like, yeah, but then in five years, the universe gets rebooted. None of it matters anyway. Right. Well, no, the Marvel universe hasn't get rebooted. The only thing they do is they have the devil change. They, are we forgetting secret wars? Secret Wars didn't reboot the universe. Though. Yes, it it's, did. It's no, it's it, no, it's still the same universe. It literally it condensed every single universe and reset reality. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's not the same as 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 what DC did. I mean, that's DC was a complete reboot. Like, here's your superheroes uh, from the beginning. Uh, and with that's, new origins. That's, all right, and, that's that's fair. I give you that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Marvel has never completely rebooted the universe. Secret Wars was a fun like whoop, and then it got really small, and then they put the yeah. But it it changed a fair bit. It's not oh, a. It's it's, it's not constantly a constantly changing. A, well, but I mean that's the my universe thing, is though. fluid for sure. Yeah, and and you're you're right. I mean they even had a Marvel universe. Beginning date, end date, and ultimate universe. They even had like a uh, like a tombstone in, the, in yeah. the comic book. So you're absolutely right. But 
then they it's not the same. You, yeah <laughs> with whenever he, yeah. he had his cheeseburger so <laughs> I, um, i'm sorry that to me that was the most spider-man moment that miles morales has ever had yeah in, oh in, yeah ev- ever in any media across anything ever just that thing of like yeah. i have a cheeseburger for you like that's wait a minute you have a cheeseburger well yeah why, why don't you that was the most spider-man moment he right. he has ever had and it was amazing and i about cried laughing so hard oh, i loved it yeah and it was it was marvel's crisis it was it's comparable to that where that's it's like fair. a yeah. pivotal like compl- everything after this is going to be a little bit different yeah and we're able to merge some worlds because i still don't know if they fully explained miles and james and all these characters from or the you know what is face uh the uh reed richards from the <laughs> ultimate universe like they still have it completely yeah uh, but it's just, uh, you know, whatever. They're in the universe now because they're the most popular from the Ultimate. Right. Um, and, and, well, and fair enough. It's not the same as when DC did Rebirth and they just completely rewrote history. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, very yeah. fair. That's very fair. Uh, right. No, Secret Wars was very much like uh, was very much a crisis, like back when mm-hmm. crisis actually meant crisis. But we've we've been down this road before. Oh, yeah. The new crisis is coming. I'm excited. It's not going to be a crisis. I, lo- I love these events. I know. I know. I know a lot of fans don't like them, but I do. It gets me back reading again. I, I think that's the whole point, I guess. I'm one of the suckers. I can't. But I, I can't. Love it. I can't wait for the story in like ten or fifteen years where they have where they have something and it's just called like Omega Crisis or something, <laughs> and it and the whole thing centers around the fact that the entire DC universe is completely unstable because this happens all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. gonna be a thing, and it's like oh, and then the, but there's also now there's the dark universes, which is the flip side of reality, and there's all because like there's gonna come to a point where the monitor is just gonna sit down with with the entire pantheon of DC characters and go look. Y'all have screwed up all of reality, and I am done. I don't care. I'm out. Here's here's the anti-life equation. I don't well, give a shit. I'm bouncing. Let Bye. me ask you. Like, at, at what point in time does Superman become public domain? Oh, that's going to be real interesting. Well, there, that's a, that is a – don't ask questions about the publication <laughs> rights to Superman. That's a very <laughs> tough question to answer even now. Uh, <laughs> it, right, but there, there will become there will come a time where these characters will there though. They've been saying that about Mickey Mouse forever, and yet they keep finding ways to kick the ball down the field. That, there, that's that's the thing. The, they will either have to change the laws, but if the laws are the, how they are now, I mean, Winnie the Pooh just went into just went into public domain. Yeah, but I mean, that's how old was that? A hundred years. Yeah, so. Superman's what 1920s 30s no 38 1938 yeah so he's I mean he's only what 84 he's coming up there it's not that far away it's like 10 years he's 84 but ah, you know there's hang on let me find close. yeah let's go ahead let's talk about the cut let's talk about the copyright issues to Superman shall we because that's not something that's still being litigated to this day no right yeah. um God, I I don't know under because uh, oh uh, 2033 oh hang on okay hang on mm-hmm. let me read you this paragraph under yeah. current U.S. copyright law Superman is due to enter the public domain in 2033. However, 
This will only apply at first to the character as he is depicted in Action Comics number one, which was published in 1938. Versions of him with later developments, such as his power of heat vision, may persist under copyright until the works they were introduced in enter the public domain themselves. For a very long time. So Superman, as he was in the beginning, in that very first appearance when he did very little and was not the Superman of Mm -hmm. even like the 50s or the 60s, certainly not even close to like the Christopher Reeve Superman. It, it will give it will give people the ability to put Superman in the title and have a Superman like character. True, as long kind of like how the, the, the Winnie the Pooh is. As long as they don't infringe on a la- here's where it gets tricky. They can't infringe on a later copyright of Superman. So that Superman, if if they decide we're going to have a Superman like character cannot have any of the characteristics or any potential character relationships or not character relationships character uh personality elements of a superman that is a version of superman that is still under copyright so we're me and you are never going to see the superman blue uh go into public domain no god no (laughs) holy what a shame It's yeah, I mean Jesus. That's what if it was 1938 and it expires in 2033. That's 90, 95 years. Jesus. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. So DC has a little bit more time to play with Superman. Yeah. They better start putting out some movies. They well, I mean, you know, there's not. I mean, here's the thing. The problem is, it's it's as Superman changes. Once they introduce like, oh, he right. has this new thing now, that's a new copyright. And the, the right. way that they're able to do that and get away with it is because there's copyright on every issue of every comic. True. Every, it's, it's not just the character. It's also the issue. Oh, in this issue, he developed heat vision. So there's a copyright on that issue, and that copyright extends from that date. True. In this, you know, in this issue, you know, he did he, he developed this characteristic. So, okay, this version of Superman with this power is is under copyright from this date because that's the copyright on this comic. It's oh, it's a pain when it comes to something. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier when it's like movies because it's like okay, what's the date on this movie done? What's the date on this book done? Yeah. Every week there's another comic book which is another copyright date. So it's. Oh, it's just the me- like. I mean, you can you can puzzle it out. Like it's there. It's not tremendously difficult. It's just an absolute pain. Yeah. Um, and then there's all the side characters. You know, I mean, I think Lois Lane was the only other one introduced in in Action Comics number one. So I wow. mean, who who is he gonna fight? You know, Lex Luthor didn't come around for for quite a while. And people have been getting away with making Superman-like movies anyway. Well, I mean, um, you can make a knock. I mean, you know, the idea of yeah. making a knockoff Superman. I mean, Mark Wade did one with uh, um, not Invincible, but what was the other one where it was like an evil Superman? Um, the one that was actually like a good comic book. God, I can't remember. Um, yeah, it was uh, what's his face. I'll, tr- um, I'll try to. Wait. Uh, it um, irrede- was it irredeemable. Yeah, it was irredeemable. Um, hmm, where it was, was like Superman. And then he was evil, uh, and it was actually really good because it gen- it it really did become like oh what if this guy suddenly realized he was God and it was done in a much better way than the boys because he didn't feel the need for a support system. Yeah, it was. It was no, what was the? Uh, I'm not sure what the one you're looking for is. What was the movie with the kid? Um. Oh, uh, uh, Brightburn. 
Brightburn, that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, again, that's basically just evil Superboy, you know. Right, right, right. There's, that was the one I saw. It w- w- complete with heat vision. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, you can always just kind of say, well, these are, you know, they're, they're, you're not infringing on copyright because the idea of somebody who can fly and have heat vision, like, it's, it, it, it almost borderlines on parody. Mm. Um, and so there's enough free speech here to get away with it. Like, it's a, right. I really like the use of Billie Eilish's I'm the bad guy. (laughs) It's fair. It's great. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, let's, let's get into, let's get into Kenobi and, um, seek, uh, uh, Stranger Things. Let's, let's talk about Kenobi first. I feel like I'm going to have way more to say about Stranger Things. (laughs) Okay. Um, and that's kind of been the, I really like Kenobi, but I hate that I'm watching these two shows at the same time. That's fair. Because I can't help but compare them in quality. That's, that's and, unfortunate because oh, they're two very different shows. Two very different shows. But like one is really scratching an itch and the other one does not. Uh, in a way. Um, I don't know. It just it's hard. It's hard not to compare them. Um, um but I'll try not to uh, when I talk about Kenobi. Um, I forgot. Did we talk? We talked about all the way up to was it just the first two episodes last time, or did we talk about third and fourth? I th- or the third. I I think maybe it was just the first two. Okay, so I like. I'm having fun with Kenobi. My my. I don't want to start with the bad. Let's start with the good. Um, I like. I like Leia. I really love who's playing Layla. We talked about that before. Yeah. I think every episode she knocks it out of the park. Um, uh, Ewan McGregor's Kenobi is amazing. Um, I'd like that. We're just seeing, you know, Kenobi get his groove back. Um, the pacing of the little show is a little off to me. Um, I love, uh, there's like, there's like little things like in the latest episode, where you see the tombs and you see the Jedi. And I love those callbacks to, to rebels and seeing, uh, seeing what, what these, you know, what these, uh, what the empire is capable of and how evil they are. Um, I, my, my biggest problem so far is it, it doesn't feel the scale of star Wars. That I think it should feel. Um, I know it can't feel like the movies, in a way, and maybe I've only seen Vader in the movies. But Episode Three kind of I was kind of down on, um, because they fought at a gravel pit, and I couldn't help but think like, is this like a Power Rangers episode? Like, it just it just looked like they were in California. And they fought at a gravel pit, and, like, it didn't have the same scale as the movies. You think of any of the other fights, even the original one, they were on the Death Star. It was iconic. Uh, There was a reason why they were in a closed space, because they were on the Death Star. This one, they were in a gravel pit, but, like, they couldn't go left or right. And I know the reason why is because they were in a... A thing they were shooting the, the what do you call it the what's the name of the the circular oh the yeah the volume the, the volume yeah and I think that shows I think that is kind of my problem with it is them shooting in this volume 
and you can't really get the scale or the, I don't know, like, obviously nothing's going to come close to episode three in their battle together. Yeah. And how epic that was. They were on a volcano and, and it was just this long drawn out thing. And this was like, they were stumbling over rocks and then Vader puts down the rocks and he lights on fire. And I loved all that stuff. But like, homie, you can't go, like, it's just not, it's not that far. You couldn't go around. You couldn't go over. You couldn't do, use the force. You can put it out. You can, I get, he was like just playing with his food. I guess, but like, it just seemed off, and I couldn't help but think, this feels like a Power Rangers episode, and not a Star Wars thing, and I have a feeling I'm not going to have that same problem with Endor, not Endor, <laughs> Andor, <laughs> Jesus, um, because that looks like a movie, it looks like they filmed sets with that one, and I think they did, right, that's the thing with that one is like, they actually had a movie style production with it. Is yeah. That, is that right? Yeah. And I, and I can't help but see the difference in this. Um, cause it, the scale just feels so much smaller. Well, and here is, here's yeah. the problem that I have with Kenobi. Mm-hmm. We know what happens to all of these characters. There's, True. There's no suspense. Right. None of you know the 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 idea of like we're supposed to get emotionally invested in the Inquisitors doesn't do anything for me. We we know we they know feel like Team Rocket. They, don't they though? Yeah, <laughs> if they feel like Team Rocket, and I'm like, no, I, you, I, uh, I I would have rather Maul. I would rather kind of anyone else. I would or, ha- I would have dug the absolute hell out of a what what was it? The Crimson Dawn? Is that what the The, the Crimson Dawn, yes. Yeah. Like give me a series where like they're the bad guys or something. That would yeah. be awesome. And, and and the thing is is it's it, they could have made what's her name? Reva? Reva? Reva. Reva. Yeah. Reva. yeah. They could have made her way more intimidating and I felt like especially in this one, they really dropped the ball. Cause she was just talking to her like in the most unintimidating way possible. And I was like, this, this is where you can show that you are completely evil. And she was just like, you're not going to tell us where it's at. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, come back. Like it just, it just didn't feel intimidating. I felt like Kylo Ren when he did his whole thing with, with, uh, yeah. And I guess there's only so much you can do cause she's still a child. But like I don't know, it just it felt like a Power Ranger show. It's yeah, it's not their best, and it's unfortunate mm. because these characters are really interesting. But the the yeah. the problem is the best part, and it's because it's Leia. She's a fantastic yeah. Leia, but we also know exactly what's going to happen to her. Like there's right. no there's no suspense in like, oh, are they going to get out of this? Yes, they are. They're yeah. going to get out of this. They're all going to survive. They're all going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And they don't have enough. There's not enough supporting cast that would have the emotional weight of like, hey, this, you know, something might happen yeah. to them. You should care about them. We don't, we don't have that. Yeah, we, we know what happens to to all the characters that we that we know here, yeah. and I and I think that that hurts the show. It's the opposite of why the Mandalorian works. You know, yes. we don't know what the hell happens to these characters. We don't know where Ahsoka winds up in her journey. We we don't know anything about these characters, you know. We didn't know we didn't know Boba Fett was going to come back. We all hoped, but we didn't mm-hmm. know he was going to come back. And now we don't know we don't know what where he winds up. We don't know. We know the end of Kenobi and Leia and Vader's stories. We know mm-hmm. this. 
how they get there can be interesting, but how they all get there together is boring. Yeah. In a way. And it's really unfortunate, but that's, that's the problem with doing these characters in this time frame. There's no, if you're going to do some, the way to do something interesting is you have to have an, in, the co-star has to be an interesting character who we have an emotional investment in as to whether or not anything horrible happens to them. Mm-hmm. We know nothing horrible is going to happen to Leia. So right. we're just supposed to enjoy the fact that we get to see sassy 10-year-old Leia, which is great, but right. that's not enough to carry a show. And the Inquisitors having, you know, a Jedi in blocks of honey possible tomb is not – like, I mean, that's – Oh, a, that was cool because that was straight from Rebels. Yeah, it's like – You know why – well, here's, here's the thing. Uh, we know why they had them there. We know why they have the Jedis in the tomb. But if you don't read the comics, if you don't – watch rebels you have no fucking idea what what the, what that's all about and it's just a, it's just a room full of dead jedi yeah there's no i don't know it uh, uh, the only and, and you nailed it the only characters i thought i was worried about were the characters that we don't know what's going to happen to them yeah um the one that's been following them around the 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 rebel essentially i was like oh shit is she gonna die because she could um is she gonna get caught like and that's one character <laughs> in this whole thing where I felt a little bit worried about and then they got out of it. Um, you know, it's, you're right. Um, I, I think you nailed it. I think if they do, and I'm sure they are going to do another season of Obi-Wan because Hugh McGregor's great. Um, all new characters so that we have a, Get, we can get worried about them. Exactly. If that makes sense. There's there's no tension. We we there's know no we we know what happens to to our leads. Yeah, you know, and there's, get, get there, away from chasing a child. Like that's that feels like their go to right now with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Well, but I mean, unfortunately, they kind of were in the narrative. They they were kind of boxed in of like, what mm. would it take to get Obi Wan off the planet? No, true. And true, that true. and that was kind of it. But hopefully. This kind of this kind of cracks that shell a little bit. I would love to yeah. see what I would love to see this do. And if they do, let's let's say they run three seasons. I would like three mm-hmm. seasons of this and no more, um, because I think here you could tell an interesting story. Okay, this is what gets him off the planet. Mm-hmm. So now he's been off world. He's he's a little more open to the idea of like, wait, there's there's kind of this growing rebellion that he's starting to notice. Yeah. So season two is maybe he gets a little bit more involved. Maybe he gets just a just a little bit more involved in everything, mm-hmm. and he sees. You know, I would love to see more of Alderaan. I would love to see. Oh yeah. I would love to see more of of Bail Organa and how, you know, he is kind of standing up to the Empire and and this idea of 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 Kenobi kind of getting that hope rekindled in this, and yeah. then you know season three let it all kind of start to come to a head, but something. You know, some character that we're introduced to in season two that's part of the little crew that Kenobi kind of mm-hmm. gets gets stuck with. Well, something horrible happens to them. And that's when Kenobi decides, no, I'm supposed to be on Tatooine, not as an exile. But now he comes back and says, I have seen what I, – I, I know what has to be done. I, I have to watch the boy. The boy is, is the one. I've seen what his sister can do as a freaking 10-year-old. Yeah. I've seen what can happen. I I I understand I I know what 
I can I can fulfill my promise to Qui Gon. I will train the boy. It will simply yeah. be a different boy than he expected. The Force works in mysterious ways, and so on and so on. So he comes back to Tatooine and resigns himself to the life of the lo- the local mystic hermit, not out of a sense of failure and abandonment, mm-hmm. but as a sense of purpose. As like, no, this is where I must be because I because now I have seen this. Now I yeah. have seen this hope, and I know that if I train the boy, then then perhaps we have a chance. Like mm-hmm. a, it's a hopeful exile, yeah. instead of instead of just in complete and utter defeat. Right. That's that's the narrative arc that I would like to see this bend That'd to. That'd be great. Um, because that tells a compelling story. That tells an interesting Kenobi story. Right now, it's just mm-hmm. they stole Princess Leia, and he read, he kind of begrudgingly is like, "Fine, I'll go get her back." And he but this sees... is the retelling of Episode Four. Like, especially during this latest episode, I was like, "Oh wow, they really this is just a mirror of him, not him, of him." Yeah, them rescuing Princess Leia from uh, the Death Star. Yeah. Like them going in. Like Kenobi was like, I don't care. Did, did you about did, did you that. notice that this was episode four? Yeah, oh yeah, no, totally, <laughs> absolutely. I, that was the first thing I noticed when I when I brought up the menu. It said episode four, and then it looked just like the Death Star in the image uh, that they were showing, and I was like, oh okay, like. I, 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 and she's she, yeah. and and Kenobi has to save her from an into- has to bring mm-hmm. along someone sympathetic to to the Jedi to yes. save Princess Leia from Imperial interrogation. Gee, that's not what we've yeah. seen that before. Now let me let me ask you, maybe I'm being too harsh. And I don't want to be too harsh because I've seen the internet rip this show apart and I actually I've been enjoying it a lot. Um is it a production level issue that I'm having when I turn on any of the new movies and Every every location that the rat feels, uh, I don't know. I, I I I just I think of the images in my mind of even the newer movies because you can't really compare the older ones because they're just made so differently. Right. But the newer ones, when I think of them fighting in the woods, in in the Force Awakens, it's so iconic looking. And even though it's on a set in the woods, it looks like woods. I don't know if it's the camera direction, the way they come in and out of the scenes, the way Kylo Ren's lightsaber crackles, um, or the way Rey's lights up when she throws it, or she pulls it to her, I mean. It all seems so iconic. Or any other movies, the one with Ryan Johnson. You know, they're on they're on that, like, salty planet. And when 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 Kylo slides on it and and Luke slides on it, like there's these like just moments where I'm like, that looks awesome. That feels awesome. It feels unique. I can't think of a moment in Obi-Wan Kenobi where the camera where I'm like, this is an amazing shot. I this is well like this is a scene that's that's going to stick with me. I think there's I, I don't think you're wrong. But I think that there's also... Is it a production? I'm, is it because they're doing I'm, it in the volume where they can't really do these I, kind I of... Think there's, I think that's certainly part of it. Um, I think there's, there's an unfortunate over-reliance on this thing. Um, and it feels it's, kind of generic to me. Like the, the one scene in particular where I was like, this is a moment where they could do something really special was when Leia was being held, the lights were off, 
and Obi-Wan Kenobi just had his lightsaber. And I thought, put it right through the one of the guards or or they sort of did it where like he had it he turned it off and he went to the next one yeah but it was just a generic slice that and it was just a regular level shot there the thing with that and i the thing that I, I i kind of actually laughed when the lights went off because i looked at it and i'm like i am looking at a broadway play yeah. like i looked at that shot and i'm like i am looking at a stage right now yeah. Like it it very much felt like I was I was like high up looking down at mm-hmm. a at at a stage play. And yeah. and I get it it was meant to kind of show off the breadth of the room and everything which also didn't really actually help cuz it didn't make a lot of mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, and I, it, it was yeah, th- that scene it, um, it, it could it, that was that was wasted potential. That yeah. could have been so fantastically cooler in one way or another, and they just kind of didn't. I feel like the it. Mandalorian has had some of them, like especially with Luke, that whole moment when Luke comes back and he's going down that hallway, it felt like Rogue One. It felt like a movie at that moment. And in this, I'm not getting any of those moments. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi could have easily had another moment like that when he was holding on to the glass and the water was breaking. But I feel like they just kept showing mid-level shots. It, it didn't feel as epic as it could have. He's holding, yeah, right. you know, a, he's holding a window together that's keeping an ocean out. Like there yeah. should be, there should be more tension than there was. And and when when I watch something like Stranger Things and I look at Episode Four, and I look at the shots, and we'll get into Stranger Things, and this is just a slight spoiler for it. So please, if you haven't seen it, skip ahead like thirty seconds. Um, but when you see her go into the air at the gravesite, there's just like it looks so iconic. That will be an image that's burned into my brain when I think about Stranger Things. And then of course when then she comes back down and they're all holding her and the, the camera pans out and it just you see the silhouette of those kids. That will be a movie poster in my mind for the rest of my life for that movie. And I can't think of a scene like that in Obi-Wan Kenobi where I'm like that is an that's going to be an iconic thing and i don't know if it's the director i don't know if it's the production i i don't know i have no idea <laughs> um but i feel like mandalorian has a bunch of those um this not so much and uh i don't know it it it's got me kind of worried about the star wars shows on it when i see like I said, I hate comparing it to, to Stranger Things because Netflix does a ton of things wrong with their TV shows. I don't know if it's maybe those the, – the people who are making Stranger Things, those brothers, just their style I, I really like. But I don't know. I just – I can't nail it when it comes with, – with Mandalorian, there's a few episodes that just stand out that look iconic, um, especially like the one with Ahsoka and, and whatnot where she's yeah. – well, I mean, that whole like thing is is shot like a mix between a western and a samurai film. And I, that's what I want. I feel like I feel like when when George was doing that, that's when it was at its best. Yeah, I mean, uh, say, I mean, say what you want. He 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 had a style and he stuck with it. Very much. Yes. There is there is so much of Kenobi mm-hmm. that feels like, and this, and I know this is going to be painful, but it's true. That reminds me of Episode Two. In yeah. the sense of like I, I find so much of this forgettable, yeah. And I and I hate that. I don't want yeah. that. This is Star Wars. I should I should be devouring this, 
but I'm not feeling it. And I feel like everything's empty. There's not enough people in the room. When they go to that rebel base, it's like, what's his name is there that, that I heard was in the season and we finally see him in this episode, yeah. uh, O'Shea Jackson. Yeah. And like two other people. And I'm just like, where's the room full of people? Where's the – it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people. Or at least or at least a few more. I get it. It's, yeah. the, it's the early days of the rebellion. You're not going to have you know 37 people there. But give me a few. Right, Give Rogue One felt like it was a little bit more lived in, a little bit more of a real set. Yeah. Um, and again, we're talking about also the prequels, which are all CGI, right? But they still kind of made it feel a little bit more there's, – there's creatures and things around. Um, I feel like there's a lot of emptiness in, in this show. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought the base was really cool looking. I thought they did a great job with that. At least during that time frame there, I thought that looked like Star Wars. Um, when they were on that planet from the third episode, I thought that looked like Southern California. Yeah, it's fair. And it was like it, – and, and the whole like there's a there's a – what do you call it? Um, where they go to the stop and it's like, well, you could just go around it. There's nothing on either side. Yeah. What, what, what the you – know, so we can only go through right there? And it, it felt like things were being – I don't know. Like, you don't have to go down that. Like, I don't know. It just made no sense. Um, like, you have all this area to the left and right, but they're blocking that one little space on the road. That's stupid. Um, and like I said, the Corey fight, I just – I don't know if it's a writing thing. Pick a different spot. Like, that's a little bit more – if you want confinement because you don't want them to be able to go to the left or right or over or under – write something that they're more confined in kind of like with episode four where they're in a ship um out in the open a little bit more exciting than a i don't know a coal mine or whatever the hell that was supposed to be um it just felt like the end of a power rangers episode and i was just like oh my and i hated thinking that because the lead up was way more interesting where like where vader was going down uh the uh the city and he was just snapping necks and everything. Yeah. That was exciting. Um, that was all cool. I loved that. That was all great. I loved all the stuff about the Jedi path. All of that's so interesting. That's really cool. And then I just, I was a little underwhelmed. I feel like most of the internet loved the scene between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Vader though, the fight, but I just wasn't feeling it. I know I, I'm in the same boat of just like I I get it Kenobi can't quite make up his mind what he's doing here because he's he's so conflicted but mm-hmm. there's there's confusion and then there's just a mess yeah and I feel like it's been tending more towards just a mess yeah yes yeah and it, not exactly. and not in a thematically satisfying way right. Right. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe in the last episode, there's a big confrontation between them that feels way more epic. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I want to see Kenobi bounce back. Like, I, yeah. I'm, you know, we got two more episodes. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, I would like for it to be good. Mm-hmm. I would like for it to be better. Um, yes. Yeah. But we'll and see. I, I guess. I, I've seen a lot of people give it so much hate. I don't think it's like, oh God, you can't watch this bad. Or, man, they have you know someone of color that I don't like because I feel like 
most of the hate on the internet I've seen is like race related and stuff yeah. when it comes to these Star Wars fans. And I, oh my God, I can't fucking stand that shit. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll we got a couple of weeks, two weeks left, right on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll come back and, uh, talk about that some more. Um, but let's, let's get into some stranger things, dude. So you said you went back and watched, uh, the first couple of seasons. Yeah, I did. This? I, I did one through three mm-hmm. like a month or so ago, I think something oh, like wow. that. Um, it just got, and, and it was also in a time of like, I don't have anything to watch. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then like they had announced season four and I was like, when does that come out? And it's like, that's oh, end of May. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back through and rewatch it. Cause I really enjoyed season one. Like season one was a great, like mm-hmm. kind of, it was very eighties. Like it was very Goonies. Mm-hmm. It kind of just, it was very like you watched it and it felt like an eighties movie. Yeah. Um, oh, r- real quick, real quick. Yeah. I hope that skeleton key Star Wars thing feels like this. Fair, yeah. What is it called? Skeleton, uh, skeleton, skeleton crew. crew. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hope that because that's the kind of feeling they were giving out where they're like, yeah, it's kind of like an adventure, an Avalon movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, Et kind of movies. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. But I, so, you know, you had because I mean, you even had like the you had like a quarry scene, and you're like, oh, this stuff only happened to kids in the eighties. Right. Like, right. Right. <laughs> You know, it, it had like some stand by me vibes, you know, kind of reminded mm-hmm. you of the train dressel and everything. Um, but oh, yeah. And then, you know, with with everything in, in season two and season three, you know, you're moving forward and you have, you know, you're introducing new characters and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's right. Girls play video games, too. And it's like, but it's the 80s. No, they don't. Um, yep. it's, it's Mad it's Max. Mad Max. Like that was a yeah. like and, and she's just gotten more and more badass. And we'll talk a little more about her in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the you know and 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 watching you know and watching everybody grow up you know yeah. and seeing what it was like growing up in this time and and how mm-hmm. you know they were kids and they were nerds and this was this was far far removed from when being a nerd was cool right you know it's it's way more acceptable to be a nerd now um, yes to, i mean you oh, know yeah. it, even even when we were kids it was not cool um, right but right. back in the 80s oh my god it was tremendously uncool and then you get to season 4 where now it's like oh they're they're slightly older and they're they're just getting into high school and so now they're doing things like playing dungeons and they're really playing dungeons and dragons it's not just the right. innocent make believe that their parents thought it was now you're in the middle of the satanic panic and all of this and dude they were playing vecna <laughs> they I, it's, I love it that was great uh, and yeah, it, and it cracked me up because that was not a character that I knew anything about until like I saw a pop figure of him like months ago, and then when I heard uh-huh. the name on the show, I was like, "Wait a minute, I've heard this before. I've I recognize this from someone." <laughs> well, he was um, Critical Role, their first big campaign. I believe it was their first one, um, the one where like Joe Magdaleno or whatever his name is was Maginello. involved with Maginello. Well, the, yeah, so. Vecna was the big villain. He's the bad. He's the big bad guy. Uh, he is. I mean, we'll talk about it in just a moment in a little bit about what Vecna is and in in, D- to, in actual D and D lore. In D and D lore. Well, here's the thing: Stranger Things got Vecna so perfect in this, better than any of the other comparisons, because obviously the kids kind of see they they they. Can, you know, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They contextualize 
uh, what's going on through the lens of D&D. Right. And it's an easy way for them to go, well, th- this is, you know, uh, what was the one from the last season? This the, is... the like, the, the Mind Flayer is Mind kind Flayer. of like the big bad, the way that they're setting it up. Right, the, the Demogorgon or whatever. This one, Vecna, though, the attention to detail is just chef's kiss. So, for example... Um, uh, the in in lore, uh, in 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 D lore, Vecna it was a king. He was a wizard who killed the top eight wizards. Literally, the beginning of the Vecna story, uh, the the way the players set it up is at the beginning of the story, the people playing D and D actually play as these eight wizards, right? And the dungeon master is Vecna, and the the instructions are for, for the dungeon master to kill all of them <laughs> and you you're, you're just a god and it's to show the players that this guy this undead lynch who used to be a wizard uh it can easily kill whatever he wants and as you can tell by what i'm saying the parallels <laughs> of the stranger things as a wizard who is now a lynch whose entire thing is he reaches out to find the secrets of people and manipulates it because he believes that the secrets that people hold is what actually holds power. And as you can tell, the the similarity between what they did in this, I mean, this is just another retelling of Vecna. Yeah. And they had it all the way down to like the two the two prominent things that in, in D&D that people have with Vecna is his eye and his hand. And it's always his left hand. And if you see in the show... He has a giant fucking left hand. (laughs) That's the attention to detail that is insane. They could have made that big claw on the right hand, but no. Vecna's left hand is the one in D&D lore that is chopped off and that holds power. Um, But yeah, all sorts of stuff they nailed. Of course, the Vecna in in Stranger Things is their own character. It's kind of like their own, you know, he's got his own story we find out. Uh, and he's its own character, but I love how fucking close it is to exactly what Vecna is in D and D. So here's here is one bizarre bit. I know very, 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 very little, like a minuscule mm-hmm. drop in the bucket of D and D lore. Yeah. But there is one thing that I remember, and I and it jumped out at me, and it bears no connection to anything at all except in my own head. That I remember part of Vecna's story. Was because when you were talking about like he was a lich and everything, I was like, yeah. And yes. then there was like a like the like he fought clerics and that was where he got the damage on his left side. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I remember was the name of one of his like I don't know what you'd call him, not worshippers, but like generals or something that took him away was a demi lich called a Sararak. Yes. And the only reason I remember that is because a Sararak is the demi-lich that you have to joust in the dungeon in the novel version of Ready Player One. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and that's yep. The, that is basically the extent of my D&D lore is just <laughs> random little bullshit connections to other things like that. But that's mm-hmm. – oh, that's wild. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's – it's yeah. Vecna goes back to like – the old days of D&D. I think it goes, God, I don't know, the original or the second edition. Well, if that's, if this is what the, like if he's in what they're playing in the show, because I'm pretty sure what they're playing is probably, is probably first edition. 
Um, it could be second edition. I think second edition wasn't until like eighty eight, eighty nine. This the show isn't set that late. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Show set in like eighty six. Uh, I think. Right? I think they're playing. I think they're playing second edition, because I don't think because they're literally playing his, the first story that his is a part of, and I think it's called Vecna Lives, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, hold on, let me look it up. Vecna Lives. Uh, second second edition was published in eighty nine. Okay, so they're not playing Vecna Lives then. Um, I guess they're just playing because. Okay, so he had he had his own story in D anD D, but he's been around way before that. So I guess that's what they're doing. Is it's is, does that make sense? Like his character, they. They're not okay. So in the game, or in the game they're playing in the show, they're not doing Vecna Lives, which is his first official story. They just have the character and the, uh, the probably the hand and the eye, right? Because that's been around a, way before that. Gotcha. Yeah, so they're probably doing the original, like you said. Um, yeah, it's man, it's 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 so well done. The the the, the production what they put into him. He looks like a million bucks when you see him. Um, and I think there's something to having a villain that looks like this in this season. Like, cause the, the last couple of seasons have been like uh, just other creatures and stuff like that, where this, there's more of a, uh, you could put a face on it, I guess, if that's what I'm trying to say. Right, right. And it, it, it just feels way more interesting. Um, and, and yeah, the, the, all the Vecna shit. It's, uh, real quick, I was going to say, in the Critical Role game, what's his name? Joe Magaletto or whatever. Man- Manginello, I got you. Manginello, yeah. He, in Critical Role, he, <laughs> in canon right now, I think his character has the hand of Vecna. <laughs> Archimon or whatever. Basically, they did like, I don't know how many episodes, 100, 200 episodes, where they get up to the fight of it. And he and, and Joe's right there with all of these guys doing their thing and his character's there to help. And he, he planned out every contention of like, well, what if they do this? What if this character does that? What if this character's that? He planned this whole thing out. He went to Matt Mercer ahead of time. He's like, I'm going to steal the hand of Vecna out from out from under these people they think i'm here for good i'm here to get the hand of vecna <laughs> and when like the, the team is mourning the death of someone he rolls the dice puts the hand of vecna on makes a wish does whatever uh and disappears and now like D lore is his character has it because he got with some of the people at dungeons and dragons that were like oh yeah we're gonna be doing this blah 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 in like six months from now and he's like, I have this idea of what I'm going to do. And they kept it a secret and they pulled it off. And the, the people behind Dungeons and Dragons loved it so much. They put it in the official lore moving forward <laughs> is that Archimon, his old used to be a paladin. Now it's, he's like, a, I don't even know what he is, has the hand of Vecna. <laughs> and so it's like this, he's like a dragon, uh, kind of looks like a Triceratops kind of looking or whatever, but okay, he, or not Triceratops, but he's, a, he's a dragon, uh, knight basically and he has this big green hand attached to his where he chopped his hand off at so anyway so anyway vecna has been a big part of like that kind of world for like the last five years um because of the 
a critical role in all of that. So, and right now they're like, they're going ham with Vecna. Like if you want to buy Vecna merch right now, you totally can. They were pretty smart to know, you know, of, of course they gave the rights to uh, Stranger Things to do what they were going to do. And they knew, okay, this is going to be big for this time of year. Let's put out a bunch of merch. So <laughs> if you wanted to get some Vecna stuff, you totally can. Um, but anyway, sorry, back to, back to Stranger Things. Um, oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They're playing Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. That's, that's what Eddie has up. Um, when he's doing the Dungeon Master. So, um, yeah, uh, we've, we've kind of already talked about Vecna a lot. I, this felt like the best seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, Everything from the writing to the quality, the CGI, the uh, uh, just the moment to moment, it felt like a million bucks. Every scene felt like a million bucks. It felt like a big, giant production. Um, and I just, it felt like an adventure. I, I loved the new characters too. Uh, just the guy I just talked about, Eddie. I really like his character. Yeah, he's this misfit. He's this kind of loser, um, but he's the, he's the dungeon master, and I like that. Like they easily, he easily understands what's going on because they're like, we have to go to Mordor, and he's like, the Shire is burning. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, and, and it's but that's the thing though is that they're. It, <laughs> It, it helps when he's been through what he's been through, and it's just like, okay, well, this is just, sure, why not? I can't explain what I saw. I don't know what the hell happened. I'm scarred for life. And you guys are up here saying, oh, yeah, we've done this before. Trust us. I, you know what? This town is cursed. Sure. I, what yeah. the hell? Like, all right, I'm in. Uh- <laughs> yes, and it's such a... We say love letter a lot, but this really is a love letter to everything 80s, to to horror in the 80s. I mean, God, fucking Freddy Cougar himself is in this. Yeah. Oh, right? I, loved, I loved Robert Englund in this. It was amazing. Yeah. And I love that he's scratching at something. Scratching. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, and I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't recognize him at first. And then when he turns around, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Freddy Cougar. I, I could hear the voice, and I was just like, wait, did they really? Of course they did, because Robert Englund loves stuff like this. He oh, does yeah. stuff like this all the time, and it's fantastic. Like, he's he is more than happy to show up for things like this. They did a whole – there was an episode mm-hmm. of Chuck that was all about, like, fear and nightmares and everything, and they yeah. needed a twisted evil doctor for it. <laughs> and they got Robert Englund, and he was amazing. And he was hilarious. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, Mark Hamill slept on his couch when he got Star Wars. Really? Yeah, because he's the one who told him about it. Huh. He said, hey, they're, they're, uh, they're auditioning for this new Star Wars thing. You should go check it out. And he did. <laughs> and Mark Hamill was just crashing on his, his couch, <laughs> which is great. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, dude, it's the, I don't know if it's because the actors are a little bit older now. Like they've always been good, though. Yeah, they've it's just, always been good. I, and let's let's talk for a second about uh, about the uh, about swinging the roller skate. Um, oh yeah! Holy shit! That was a <laughs> moment. Yes. God, I was just thinking. Okay, I loved I loved how that paid off. Like through the mm-hmm. whole season, by the time you got to the end, where you're just like, oh no, she's actually not 
completely bloodthirsty and violent and crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the right play. How they got there was really neat. And it was really interesting to see, like... You know, okay. Well, she didn't have like her her, her powers are shot, and she but she still kind of used them on reflex, even though nothing happened. Yeah. And you know, the eighties was a time where if kids got bullied, you know, oh well, that's yep. that's that's just unfortunate, isn't it? You know. And then later right. on, we'd get you know the the consequences thereof. Right. But you know, where but as soon as as soon as the one who's different decides, okay, I've had enough of this shit. I'm not putting up with it anymore. I'm going to put you in your place. When well, now the cops get called. Yeah. Uh, Pretty little Miss Perfect got her got her nose mm-hmm. messed up a little bit. Well, now it's an issue. Now there's charges. Now we're taking a, a 13-year-old away in handcuffs. Like, right. Now well, it's a big deal. I mean, she fucking got her good, though. Like, yeah, she had it coming. <laughs> she, oh, no, I completely agree. I yeah. mean, I mean, you know, in in all, you know, technicality, yes, what what followed as consequences were the proper consequences. Um, yeah. Uh, but bitch had it coming. Like the, oh, yeah. No, um, absolutely. I, well, that, that was one scene where I was like, okay, this is so over the top. And I get they were going for Carrie, you know, and yeah, then they threw the little, chocolate milk on her. Yeah. Um, but, and, but I, I loved everybody's reaction to like, when she did this, everybody was just like, everything stopped and it was like, whoa, whoa, this has, this has gone too far. And it's like, we've seen all the stuff we've seen and this has gone too far. And it's like, well, yeah, actually it Mm -hmm. it has. And the way that they grounded that like that, I was like, that was, that was actually brilliant. That was actually genuinely brilliant. And the fallout thereof was like, yeah, that's what would have happened. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of deal that would have gone down. Yeah, it, it broke my heart when the, she was trying to talk about her dad and yeah. and she was just being an asshole. And I was just like, this mother – yeah, so yeah. they set that up perfectly. Like, when, So when she does crack her face open, like you said, bitch had a comment. Yeah. She it's, did. It's, and uh, then she got arrested. Well, yeah, as you would. Yeah. Like that's – like I'm sorry. That's that's unfortunately how that would go. Shouldn't have happened. Cause, and how those cops handled it. And, yeah. I mean welcome to the 80s. Yep, and then it was like, oh, you need paying her card, and it's like, oh, no, this is, she's just going to put the she, system. Yeah, and, it, you know, and then, of course, you know, oh, by the way, wait, she's actually kind of a government asset, so that's that's all going to get changed. That whole but, scene, uh, by well, we're already talking spoilers, we talked spoilers this whole time, so sorry, I forgot to say, we're talking all spoilers, <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, when, I really loved the back and forth when she was at the diner. And he's like giving her a like you can go back to your friends, uh, or you can come with us. And I, I don't know if it was how that whole scene was edited, but I was getting pumped up. I was like, yes, yeah, let's get all her powers back. Uh, it felt like the best part of a super any any superhero movie. Um, yeah, I just I really loved that sequence. Um, and man, yeah, I'm trying to find like things I didn't like about it, and it's hard. Because uh, I feel like I'm just gushing the whole time, um, but they killed it. Um, and they let's let's talk music for a second. First off, let's let's oh. talk about let's talk about how running up that hill is now like back to number one on the charts for the first time in like thirty so, some years, which is awesome. Dude, but so good. Holy hell, the way they did that! Like I am, like anybody that's ever seen a movie with me will tell you straight up i i am easily emotional during movies i i cried during most movies at at some big emotional moment you can't you can't take me to a pixar movie oh i'm a oh my god i'm on the inside out like i was done 
Like yeah. I was gone. Forget it. Um, and you know, that's fine. That's just how I am. It's not a big deal, but mm-hmm. holy hell, it was at episode four when, when they put those headphones on her and watching her, mm-hmm. like the way they shot that as she's trying to get out the way they yeah. have that music swell. Like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's simple. It's something you look at and you go, well, yeah, of course that's how they would do it that way. Like it's, 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 it's mm-hmm. almost by the numbers. It's almost wrote how, how by the numbers it is, but damn if it doesn't work it's so perfect it's, the it's, reason she's listening to the song yeah the whole idea behind the song there's so many layers and like we talked about before vecna and his whole D thing it just it all fit it was like and and the thing is is even if you didn't know vecna's abilities in dungeons and dragons none of it mattered you could be a regular person watching this and everything else hits yeah right oh and it's just um, it got and i'm I, I, it's one thing where you looked at it and you were like, oh my God, are they going to, are it, is she, is she going to die? I thought she was done. Because they're doing what they did with Bob. Yeah. Like, is, is there, yeah. is this the sacrifice character? But then, you know, yeah. you're like, but are, are they really going to kill the other girl? And it's like, well, you know, they, they could have, you know, they, they, they very well could have. And it would have, there would have been payoff for it, you know, yeah, because oh, yeah. that would have absolutely galvanized that entire team. Yes. Or it would have splintered them, but there would have been tremendous dramatic payoff, and because oh, you can, yeah. and you can see it, you know, you could easily mm-hmm. see as she's running from falling debris, like here comes that last, you know, she's almost there, but then here comes that last big column that just covers mm-hmm. the screen and wipes her out. Oh like, yeah, it absolutely could have gone that way. And that whole time, I was like, they're gonna do this. I I hate mm-hmm. that they're gonna do this. I really hate they're gonna do this. And then of course, right at the end, they cut to black. Yeah. Um, and then you come back in to where she wakes up, and I was like, "You bastard!" Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm so used to, and I think we all are now. We're all kind of used to the George R. R. Martin sort of thing of like, yeah. well, you know, everyone can die. Yeah, and I just I love that they were like, you know what? Sometimes the good guys win. Yeah, you know. Well, well and, see, and 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 again, I I bring up Bob, right? Like, yeah, that was they, oh, they, that they set up the precedence of yeah. This could happen. They don't do it as cruelly as uh, George R. R. Martin does with like every character you like. Yeah. Um, but they did do it before, so they set the precedence that, that I thought she was done, dude. I thought. Yeah. I thought there's that's it, and it, and it the whole episode I was I was on I was uncomfortable because she was writing the letters and I was like this is so sad. They set it's, it up beautifully. With, yeah. Oh my god, with, that whole that whole episode, her whole just yeah. her whole trip during that one episode, just oh my yeah. god. It was like you know, you you know the like this is what's coming and how do you act and how are all these no one knew how to act around her. They just kept looking at her. Yeah. And, you know, it was just so well done um, and, and it paid off so well. And, and, and of course, the things with her uh, and uh, was it Lucas, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just the, the way, you know, they set that like, hey, you haven't been you like they set up the trauma thing. It was just oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. So well, no, done. it was it, guy. It was it was fantastic. And the it, the the way that and they they had it all build to you know yeah. that kind of showdown while she's at Billy's grave, and yes. that was that was a thing that I loved that that one thing that that they've done one thing the Duffer Brothers have done is they don't let things go unanswered. You know th- yeah. there was justice for Barb. That was yeah. that wasn't just something they left dangling out there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we mentioned it before. Dustin does a whole song and dance with Lucas while everyone else is back in the Upside Down, talking about all of these things we don't know. What's the Mind Flayer's role in all of this? How right. did this start? Where did this come from? Right, he, exactly. He rattles off all of these things that we don't know, mm-hmm. and I love that they have somebody acknowledge that, like, hey, there's there's holes in our knowledge here. Are they all right. going to get filled? No, I I strongly doubt it. But right. but at least what's happening with the Mind Flayer is definitely going to be answered because that's that's who they've set up as their big bad. Um, but I think Vecna's been the big bad. You don't think I, so? I don't think he's the big bad. No, I think he's mm. I think he's he's second in command. Gotcha. I think okay. he's I think he's that just that next tier down. Um, yeah. Because they didn't beat the Mind Flayer. I mean, they right. showed the end of season three clearly showed the Mind Flayer and the Upside Down like back over the house, and it's like okay. You have you have you know you have bested my my swordsman, but I but I am not done with you yet, kind of deal. And, I, and I'm wondering how. Yeah, I think they. Um, and this is all this is all fun speculation, right? Because I I feel like they've like you said they've done such a good job honoring our time, uh, if that makes sense. And yeah. like and and what they there's been major payoffs. Uh, and major questions answered, but they've left some, like you said. Sure, um, and and I like to say that's that's the thing of like I'm not, I wouldn't have been so upset at Lost having unanswered questions if the writing staff hadn't come out and said we're going to answer all of your questions. Don't worry about it. Exactly, that was yeah, a mistake. Yeah, um, yeah but no, but, I like the idea that we're not going to know every little thing. I'm perfectly fine with that. We shouldn't learn right. every little thing because that's just going to be either too much exposition or too much unnecessary detour away from something actually important. Right, exactly. Now, I need to watch... I feel like they gave so much lore, though, away in like the last episode of this. I need to rewatch season three. I'm on season two right now. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm rewatching. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It had, like, the underground, like, roots uh, of this thing. And, like, yeah. I could feel it. And so, like, it's refreshing my memory. Um, but I – yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see how Vecna plays a role in all this because it, clearly when he was put – it was the day that he was put into that world is the day that – that world was imp- our world was imprinted on that world. Yeah, and so the that that realm um, is how old is it? How does that tie to to the mind flare? How do the spiders play a role? Because I feel like they keep showing them for some reason with him. Yeah, and I can't help but think like that's how kind of what the mind flare looks like. Um, uh, you know, when it's on, it's whatever it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It, I, I, I'm, I'm curious about all of that. Yeah. Like, like, like you said, I don't think they're going to find a book that suddenly gives them all the answers. But they, it, you know, they have, they have the, uh, what, what they've got first edition. They've got all the answers. It's they right got there. First, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. But, right. Right. But no, they've like, I, and like I said, I'm okay with that, but I love that they, they don't leave the big things unanswered. Yes. Like how, you know, like, okay, Billy died and they could have just done, you know, that could have just been an in-between seasons thing of like, okay, yeah, and we've dealt with that, we've moved on. But instead, they're like, no, this this really fucked her up. Like, you know, no, they didn't get along, but still, like, that was, that was a big, big thing, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, especially when you're that young and something like that happens mm-hmm. right in front of you, that's gonna leave 
scars. It should be trauma. Yeah. And that's it, it, it made me wonder, did I miss like a lot of other messages in the other seasons? Because this whole season feels like trauma. Like that's the big um kind of underlying message. And well, is how I mean, they but, deal with it. Well, I mean, look at how much trauma they've been through. I mean, you know, everything right. that happened with Will in season one was all about it wasn't just his trauma, but also but also his mom. And how right. did the group handle not just like Will's missing and then the time where, you know, they threw mm-hmm. a fake body in the lake and were like, Oh my god, he's dead, you know, and right. but but watching watching Joyce go through all of that. You're talking about somebody who's been through traumas, Joyce. She lost she thought she lost Will. Everybody swarping down, she was crazy when she thought she had found a way to get him back. Right. They all had to kind of eat their words when he came back, oh but God. then all the kids gave him nothing but grief. And then she finds Bob. She loses Bob. She finds mm-hmm. – she finally finds Hopper. She loses Hopper. Like, I mean, there's – like, I mean, oh. that's – there's your, your – your, I mean, You're making me think trauma. that Damn. maybe Vecna reaches out to her next, and that has me scared. I, I don't think so because she's dealt with her shit. That's, yeah, but that's the thing though. She's she's Nancy did too though, right? She I don't think she ever really personally mm. dealt with what happened with Barb. Yeah, that's true. Now, I, I and, think, and see that has me like I I'm legit worried about her character. Yeah, I would I I would absolutely be worried about Nancy um, because she's. Like, I mean, that's – and that was a hell of a left turn right at the yeah. end of that episode to just be like, okay, oh and we're God. all finally getting out. And it's like, nope. And no, she's dude. one of my favorite characters too. So like it's – yeah. Ugh, same with Max. Max has been great ever since we – you know, if she came in the second season. So yeah. oh my God. No, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I, we're going to lose – we're gonna lose one of the older guys. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose. It. It. it, it I'm just. I'm afraid it's gonna be Steve. I don't want to lose Steve. I think so too because it's, he's gotten most of the attention the first part of this season. Yeah, it's it's um, either him or the older brother whose name I cannot remember, and that makes me crazy. Uh, um, Jonathan. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan. I feel yeah, like that's because I think the way they're setting it up, I think it's gonna be Jonathan because it's like he's. What he's, do you think it's gonna be, Jonathan? The, that gets... that they lose, yeah. Oh. I think it's going to wind up being Jonathan because his whole thing is about guilt. His his whole art. Look at everything that he's he's been doing this season is how he feels guilty about about everything. He he constantly feels he can't like on with his life because he's constantly dealing with yeah. He's all he, of the he's craziness. trying to to pro- he and that's you know. There's and there's going to be a little anti-drug PSA in it, and I'm going to hate it. But it's going to be about like that's oh, no, that's I so. I well, it will be just in the there'll be an interpretation of it in the fact that he wound up, you know, he's he's going to community college, but he's also a burnout, so he's turned to drugs, and there'll be you know there'll be a whole big to do th- made I, about I th- that. I think they did that because they talked about how Max was you know taking uh tylenol to numb the pain to get to get it away well but i'm assuming that that's the thing with max's though was for headaches yeah the headaches right so what i'm what i'm thinking is that him being drugged this whole time and his mind being a little bit more relaxed might have actually saved him from this possibly there's a fair point 
because he doesn't have the anxiety that he would yeah. have otherwise. So, um, well, he's also not there. That right. Helps. But I feel like he's going to yeah. wind up going back, and I think they're going to wind up losing him because his. Oh, I, I I think he's going to be. I, I they, he'll be the sacrifice play. And I'm going to hate it. I'm absolutely going to hate it. But that's going to be because, I mean, you know, Nancy and Steve have to wind up together. That's uh, that's just it. So then but what do you do with Jonathan? And I think that him getting so sad it it is. But I think him getting to go out a hero because that's all he's wanted. Go back Mm -hmm. to season one when Will disappeared and he was the one trying to hold everything together. He's the one in that family that the burden has been on the whole time. Right. And then cool we got will back that's great but then all this other crap started happening and it's like he has carried the burden for so much of this and Mm -hmm. i think that's going i think at the end they're gonna lose him but he i I really think he's gonna have this sort of feeling of just like i've done what i'm supposed to i'm i am okay i can put this burden down now i can i can stop carrying everyone else's weight because it's it's a and that's going to be something he'll talk about i feel like is that it's going to be it got it he feels like all of this gets put on him Mm -hmm. like when will disappeared and his his mom fell apart it got put on him yeah you know when you know everything with him and nancy being long distance that got put onto him like it's he's Mm -hmm. he's always kind of the one who was left shouldering the burden because there because no one else would so he's like well i guess i'll do it like it's and and you know fair or not and crap or not that's where his mind is at and and so i think that there's i think there's going to be quite a a psychic feast for vecna when when he encounters jonathan because he has so much guilt he has so much baggage he has so much that that he has not dealt with at all except to continue to try to run away from and i think that's just that's going to be a signal flare go off that's true. Yeah. It's going to suck, but I think that's going to be that that's going to be your your cuz there's always one, you know, it was Bob in season 2, it was mm-hmm. it was Billy in season 3, I think it's Jonathan in season 4. Oh, it's going to be terrible. And I I just I hate that we haven't spent that much time with him this season. That that's why I thought Steve because Steve kind of he's had a comeback. Like he's this season he is not just like because I felt like the first season he was just a complete bully and then he turned towards the end. Yeah, and then in 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 the third season he kind of woe was Mead a little bit yeah. and and wound up uncool. But by season four now he's got his groove back. Now yeah, Steve, now he's it's, like fighting yeah. vampire bats <laughs> in, in, in this like just such a yeah. metal looking place. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah. And, right. and he fits in there perfectly with his like it, I don't know if you did you see the trailer for the the volume two yeah did you see yeah. him well, i don't want to say it because it might spoil what's gonna happen i'm just like i'm just like yeah that's it's I, so I, fucking it, rock and roll it cracked it cracked me up because eddie even tells him he was like look just like that was the most aussie thing on ever and <laughs> yes, exactly. i i just feel like it's the side of every van that you've seen yes. like in as the 80s so it, much it's it's guinevere all over again yeah, like yeah but and let's, so and let's take a second. I know we're running kind of long, but let's take a second to yeah. talk about the town. Let's talk yes. about this this primarily white 
middle class perfect suburbia kind of town mm-hmm. and oh my god what happened that like our kids are playing dungeons and dragons well they say that's evil that's that's the devil that's how the devil gets mm-hmm. here and all it takes is one yep. all it takes is one completely whacked out of his head lunatic yep. to stand up and go god has told me this is what i must do yep. follow me and away they go and this was the satanic panic this was the 80s this was when mm-hmm. You know, oh my God, D and D turns children into you know baby killing Satan worshippers. Right. Like, I mean, this was the time for that, and now all of a sudden, this thing that I would love for them to readdress. Like, remember when they the first season they played D and D in the basement? The mom like knew and made them snacks. Right. But now all of a sudden, it's this horrible, terrible thing. And the, I think the parents still know that it's not, but it's the whole town that. He's gone crazy. The parent, the the dad's a piece of shit. Well, the dad's a piece of shit. Correct. Correct. Yes. And I think uh, well, the, we saw who he was voting for in the first season. Yeah. Well, and I think but, the I, and I think the the mom is acting out of a misguided concern. I think she's just being motherly and doesn't know. Like it's just instinct. Maybe I need um, to rewatch it because the the vibe I got when they were all looking at each other was, oh no, they think our children are devils and we know they're not but this town is going to find them and hurt them yeah but the the and that's why i think the the mom is just acting out of instinct but the dad is just garbage like i i cannot stand the dad like he is just trash i think he does such a good job of being trash though oh he does oh yeah i think he does a great job of being that kind of like just completely ignorant to anything that's going on in their kids lives yeah and you know, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> it's man. Uh, oh God, this show is just so good. And then, and then, and then Russia. You know, you oh, know yeah. everything that happened in Russia and with with Yuri. Yuri. And I, I, oh God, Murray. I Murray so is good. is all time like best side characters on TV ever. Ever. Murray is amazing. Taekwondo. I love him so much. <laughs> His karate or whatever. I was like, oh, this is a joke when he first started talking about it. Yeah, it's like, and, oh, and he, he does it. It's, it's hilarious because he does he does the whole little speech and you're just like, oh, my God. And now this now this Russian guy is just going to, like, smack him across the face or something. It's like, oh, no, Murray actually can kick ass. Like, yeah, I was not expecting it. <laughs> I went to his Twitter afterwards and he just he posted, like, the whole video of him doing that in karate. <laughs> <laughs> Fish like iron. Whatever he said. It's oh god, it's so funny, but it's so Be good. Be like daggers or whatever he said. Yeah, but man, so well done from top to bottom. Yeah, this has been such a, a joy to watch. It's been gold all around. Yeah, I no, hope it's... they nail it in the next two episodes. Oh, uh, I. Or... I... They're like movies, like two hours each or something. Yeah, no, and I, I have, I have no doubt. Um, yeah, but I, I also hate that I know that like there's I, I hate that I know the end of the fourth season is just going to be a giant teaser for the final season. I hate yeah. that because I really can't stand that. But I get it, and I know that's yeah. what it's going to be. Um, yeah, I but... think it's going to be. Now I think the last couple of seasons, oh, I, I, the third one's completely like blank in my mind for some reason. I know they're at the mall. I know shenanigans happens. There's a lot of Russians. Yeah. I know that the smoke monster thing becomes like a real thing, and then there was uh, Billy, you know, sacrifices himself. But uh, it's all everything else is a complete fucking blur. So then, I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy watching that again. Yeah, yeah, because the end of the third season does set up 
like that's the thing where it's where they're still like we don't know where the mind flare fits in because it's still very much alive yes um but the you know like the the end of the and there's also so much in the end of the third season where it really does seem like we're kind of it almost seems like they're kind of putting a nail in Hawkins of just like mm-hmm. you, this story is done and that's like well but it's but it's also kind of not right and and it, it there's there's a little bit of that that's not been addressed in season four and, oh yeah, yeah. and I'm so much and I'm kind of just like okay well there's I do feel like we got a lot of lore though, of, like the town and yeah, we got and... well, we definitely got more of the town because first off, it's like oh yeah, by the way, Hawkins has a trailer park. Who knew? Yeah, like, yeah, oh they, yeah. They, and, we... well, well, little things like the first season they talk about how like uh, the I think Luke has called it the crazy. Uh, someone got locked away at the crazy. Like they bring all of that up in the first season. Yeah, and it, I it completely went over my head when I first saw, it, of course. And now when I'm going back and rewatching, I'm like, oh, they have set up these locations mm-hmm. as, like, real things in, in the universe. And, like, yeah, it's 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 going to be so cool to see how they all connect the dots. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's also great that they, had, they didn't show Nancy in the next two episodes. So it's still, like, a, up in the air. Is she going to be okay? Is she not? Um, you, you didn't just say up in the air, did you? Did you, you did you really just say it's going to be up oh. in the air? Really? Did you really <laughs> just do that? That's not what I meant. I'm like, what do you think? What are you talking about? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's man, it's just, it's so well done. Yeah. I, and I, you're right. I, I don't want to see any of the main people get bent like a pretzel. And it, just for a second, I know we got to go because it's fucking late. But <laughs> how horrifying. Oh, like, God. One of my friends was like, I was watching this with my wife, and she was like, we can't watch this again before we go to sleep. <laughs> That's how freaking horrifying it is. Yeah, oh my god. It's, it, and it's twisted. It's, it's, and it's rough. And there's not, like, once you're, once you start being twisted, you're done. Like, yeah. there's, you, like, they figured out how to get away up to that point. But once that starts, man, you're, you're done, man. That's it. And then the eyeballs pop. And it's, oh god, god. it's so awful. Yeah. So no, I don't want to. I don't want that to happen to the main characters, and it's got me frightened. So, what, what else can we say, man? This it's been so good, and January first cannot come soon enough. July, July first. Don't put that on yeah. me. July first. They're, right. they're not pushing it that far. Good God. July first. Yeah. So we're a couple weeks away, um, and you know we still have Kenobi and Miss Marvel and all that to talk about between now and then. But we're gonna get going because it's super late. Um, Go to all the, the podcast feeds, Apple, Android, you name it. We uh, at We Geek Podcast for Twitter, We Geek Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Facebook group, join it. Uh, we post things there usually every day. So, yeah, there'll be lots to talk about next week with all the games and everything else. So, we'll see you guys then, Captain. Captain. <laughs>